Welcome back, everybody, to Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. I am the LA nerd, Joel Reeves, and I am in a hotel room in Orange County, California, uh, kind of close to Orange County, California, uh, Taylor Salem. Hey, yo. How's it going, everybody? I'm in my normal space at home. Yes, you are. You have not gone anywhere. And also not in Orange County, uh, Lawrence Burling. Hi, friends. And also the same spot that she's always at. Also at home, <laughs> Yes. Look, guys, I get it. It's coronavirus. I shouldn't be traveling, but duty calls. Duty calls. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, guys, it's uh, tough times out there. We just wanted to start out saying that uh, Pop Pop supports Black Lives Matters. Uh, I don't know about these two, but I've been going to protests uh, two or three, two or thrice times weekly. Um, if you guys can donate to causes or go out and march any way you guys can, support it. Uh, fuck the police. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I, I agree. You know, like, uh, there's definitely way, different ways you can support. And, you know, if anything, just um, doing your due diligence and listening and, and trying to, to understand what's happening. Um, you know, obviously, we're not here to talk about political stuff. But um, I definitely feel that this is something um, that we wanted to at least acknowledge. Yeah, yeah, we are definitely not the ones to teach you guys uh, the rights and wrongs of this, but we are great allies. And like Taylor said, just listen to your your people of color friends, and uh, yep, they 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 will guide you through this. Yeah, and like Joel said, if you are not in a position to go out and protest, like I have not been able to, um, there are other ways. You know, sharing stuff on your social media that's informative, um, donating, as Joel said, I've been a, I've been fortunate enough to do that a couple of times or even just you know businesses um mm. instead of you know Amazon there's a great <laughs> coffee shop in East Hollywood called Obet and Dells it is an Asian and black owned coffee shop uh amazing coffee if you guys are anywhere near East Hollywood or even within 10 minutes of East Hollywood it is worth it to make the trek instead of going to fucking Starbucks uh I suggest that. And another big way you guys can support is just block all those Trump family members, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And also get fuck those, the police. Get those people out of your life. You don't need them. Also, Nimbus Coffee downtown, if you're a Harry nice. Potter fan. They've got Ooh. bomb coffee, amazing pastries and stuff, and it's all, like, Harry Potter themed, and it's really cool. Nice. Amazing. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. So that's all we wanted to talk about. Taylor, roll me those sweet, smooth James. Wooka wooka. Okay, uh, now that we got uh, the political hour out of the way, yeah. Do we what? What have we been watching? The the pop pop soapbox, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> that should political be a, that should be a segment where it's just like a random uh, political <laughs> message, <laughs> political musings. Look, guys, um, I have a poli sci minor. I'm qualified <laughs> to talk about these things. Okay? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, yeah, I guess I can. Uh, I guess I can start. I probably have the most stuff. Um, you know, of course, I'm going to go on one of my epic, what we've been watching. Let's keep tirades. it. Let's keep it to the minimum. I'm just, if there's anything you've watched pre 2000, <laughs> let's not. Talk I'm it. just <laughs> kidding. Uh, so actually, uh, on the topic of um, 
you know, everything that's happening in the world right now. I don't know if you guys heard, but uh, Dave Chappelle released a new uh, special. Did you guys I have heard. a chance to check I have this out? It's, uh, it's powerful, and I think everybody should watch it. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, okay. w- also had a chance to check out the Child's Play remake, which just recently hit um, Hulu. And, of course, this is uh, Mark Hamill did the voice of Chucky. Um, oh, right. <laughs> yeah, Aubrey Plaza's. It's Aubrey sort of... Plaza plays a completely unbelievable aged mother. <laughs> I know, right? Where it's like there's literally a, a line in the movie to justify like why she's such a young mother. It's pretty it's pretty hilarious. Um oh the God. movie the movie itself is is interesting. I mean, it's definitely uh, a reimagining of of the original. Um it's not entirely effective in in my opinion, but I do think there's some good stuff in there. The movie kind of falls apart at, towards the end of the second act and into the third act, in my opinion. Um, so it's definitely worth checking out in terms of like a passive horror movie that's not terrible. Um, but I don't think anybody's going to be screaming from the mountaintops about the, the quality of this movie. I will say, though, that the um, the score by Bear McCreary is awesome. I mean, everything Bear McCreary makes. Exactly. I actually <laughs> had a chance stuff. to interview him <clears throat> at uh, at Comic-Con last year, and he was you talking about there. the score for this movie, and it's really interesting, some of the stuff he did. So, uh, Did you guys ever watch the, the Bash Brothers experience, um, which is the Lonely Island music video sort of thing that they have on Netflix? You froze a little bit there. It was what now? Uh, the ba- the Bash Brothers experience. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that when it came out. Yeah, yeah. So did I. I, I revisited it, and it's uh, it's still amazing. It's still amazing. I mean, um, silk robes and kimonos. Come on, you can't get uh, better than that. Um, rewatch <laughs> Vice, which is still great. Um, I would recommend anybody to who hasn't seen that to check it out. The Dick uh, Cheney movie. Yes, indeed. But directed by oh. Adam McKay. Um, excellent man. The screenplay for that movie is just like choice. Uh, Jerry Maguire rewatched that, which I haven't seen in a long time. Show me the money. I don't know why. I said pre two thousand. Taylor, we're not talking about it. <laughs> hey, dude, the movie the movie won Best Picture, didn't it? Or no? I can't I remember. Know, it, but I'm sure it was made before two thousand, right? <laughs> it was. It was. Ah. Uh, so I also watched Clueless. On that note, Joel, ah. for the first time in, in about fifteen years, actually, and oh. Paul Rudd is still freaking ageless. Um, yeah. By the He's way, I thought you were gonna say for the first time ever. No, 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 no. I just okay. been a really long time since I've seen it, and um, you know, I, I still don't love love that movie, but but it holds up well. Um, in terms of modern stuff, uh, been watching Holy Moly. Have you guys seen Holy Moly? The, no. uh, it's the the mini golf uh, show, mini golf show with Rob yeah. Riggle. Yeah. It's it's oh it's basically God. extreme mini golf, um, and it's it's hilarious. Like Wipeout meets mini golf. Yeah, exactly. Is, what is it? Is that on Hulu? Uh, yeah. It is. Yeah. Oh, okay. it is. It's the second season. the The first season is uh, I think they're ten episode seasons, so you can run mm-hmm. through it pretty quickly. It's real great, yeah. just like background, you know, fodder. Um, so I'd recommend that. I also had a chance to check out The Great, which is another Hulu show. Have you guys heard about uh, this? I That's watched... the one with uh, the Beast from from X Men. Right? Yes, it's yes. Nick Holt and Holt, um yeah. and yeah. and Elle Fanning actually is the lead in the show. And um, I, I think really... I watched the first two episodes. Yeah, it's 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 obviously um a satirical parody in certain yeah. respects. Um, but it's uh it's interesting, and it's actually the first thing I've seen Elle Fanning in fanning in in a long time and and uh she's just turned out to be such a great actress you know um mm-hmm. even better than dakota in my opinion like she's yeah she's really stepped up um which is crazy because you know i wasn't um 
Like I remember her being in, you know, like Super Eight and stuff like that, but it wasn't. Yeah. That didn't really tap like the full potential of her acting abilities, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, it's I a great. I haven't seen that, but Hulu really wants me to watch it. Yeah. How yeah. many <laughs> fucking commercials they show me? Yeah. It. It's yeah. um, it's pretty interesting. Also on Hulu, watched a new show called Crossing Swords. Have you guys heard about this show? I've Taylor, seen Taylor, it. kids, kids, listen to this show. Come on. <laughs> I've seen it advertised on Hulu. Also. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Sarah, my wife, actually worked on the marketing for both of these. And um, nice. Crossing Swords is basically like a, a a sexy medieval fantasy that happens to be told in stop motion. Um, and so it's very, uh, it's very uh, vulgar and in your face in terms of like sexual innuendo and stuff like that. It's uh, it's pretty it's pretty interesting. I don't know if I quite love the show yet. Um, it's Robot Chicken, yeah. Yeah, it's from the creators of Robot yeah. Chicken. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting, but, uh, but again, I don't know if I, I quite love it yet. It's, uh, we're checking out it, nevertheless. I didn't realize we were including, uh, our, our, our pornography. <laughs> I know, right? We've been watching. I've, yeah. I could have been extending yeah. mine by at least 10 minutes each week. Yes. Well, you haven't gone yet, so <laughs> exactly. there's still <laughs> Um, uh, real quick. right. Uh, I also revisited, uh, V for Vendetta. Have you guys seen this uh, movie? I mean, I, no. uh, yeah. I'm sure you've seen it, but have you watched it recently? Uh, I've never seen it. Not since high school, I don't think. It's it's definitely worth a rewatch. This movie basically takes place in 2020, uh, in which a totalitarian regime suppresses its people, uh, during which um, a series of pandemic viruses are happening, and it's all about the social unrest and social uh, social up, up, upheaval of the system. And, and so, Elrond puts yeah. on. A mask, and it's it's uh it's it's actually really fascinating in terms of like how much that movie was ahead of its time. I don't want to say ahead of its time, but it was definitely had its pulse on that. Um, and so it's just kind of fascinating, like revisiting that movie in the modern. I mean, it's context. from a comic book. Yeah, which was um, oh, what's yeah. his name? What's his name? Uh, fuck, it's the... Alan Moore, right? Alan Moore, thank you. Yeah, the guy who who want, never wants his name on any of the movies that are made off of his comics. Dude, I uh, I'll wait until I get to my <laughs> segment. But I watched The Watchmen, and his name's mm. not on that show. Yeah, no, he he refuses pretty much anything that doesn't explicitly follow his books. Like he's like, nah. Um, I also checked out. I've uh, been keeping up on Disney Gallery, um, which is mm, yeah. the Mandalorian making of. Uh, sort of thing and yeah i mean it's just wonderful um in particular i don't know if you caught up the episode uh about the the, the stagecraft or whatever they call it um where it's basically the stage with that's all the led wild. screens yeah. and so it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. it's just fascinating looking into that process and seeing how that could potentially be the future of filmmaking um yeah. and especially during the age of coronavirus like being able to build worlds and build sets like inside and have it essentially be rendered in real time uh that, that it's endlessly fascinating to me so i just yeah. wanted to throw a shout out to that and then finally finally um finally what we do in the shadows uh yeah. had its final uh episode of the season i think last yeah, we'll week right? uh, so we'll yeah we'll, we'll circle we'll, all... we'll circle yeah. back yeah Exactly. I'm fully caught now up because I can't so. hold it back. They did get renewed for season three. <laughs> they did, yes. And I'm so glad because yep. of the way it <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I mean, I can definitely see where the execs saw that. I that to be the last episode like, of yeah. the season, and I was like, oh. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, I knew that going into it. So, yeah. But anyway. So, yeah, uh, that's been it for me. Sweet. Before we move on to what I've been watching, um, the stagecraft thing, I. Mm-hmm. 
through sources that I can't name, my <laughs> aka my girlfriend who works for Netflix. Yeah. Um, they were talking about stagecraft with that company, and they were saying for season two of Mandalorian, the stage is twice as deep and mm-hmm. one and wow. a half times as 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 wide. That's Ooh, amazing. That's so awesome. it's gonna be they're gonna be able to do even more things now. Wow, that's fascinating. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, but so, so what cool. I've been watching, uh, it's the pandemic. So I've been watching just straight trash garbage television. So, just, you know, <laughs> just some more 90 Day Fiance, some Love more Island. before the 90 days. Uh, I gave up on Love Island, actually. Ah. Uh, there's just so much of, you know, the 90 day verse. So <laughs> yeah, there's 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 90 days. There's before the 90 days. There's happy of happily ever after, you know, so like the, yeah. I'm calling it the 90 day verse. It's uh there's a lot to it, and it, <laughs> if you just want to do absolutely nothing for 12 hours, it's a really good way to do it. It's too funny, dude. Let me Love let it. me tell you that. Uh, I finally caught. I finally watched The Watchmen. Um, people kept saying, "Well, who watches The Watchmen?" And I was like, "I don't have the answer to that." And then I watched it, and I was like, "Oh, that was the answer." Me, I watched The Watchmen. <laughs> um, I really enjoyed the show. I it shouldn't have been called The Watchmen. Um, right. I really enjoyed uh it's actually really timely for what's happening right now it's uh, it's like a lot of like race relation and police relation yeah. um and I think that they they kind of shoehorned characters into it from uh the movie and the comics I think they I think if they had just focused on like the storyline they built in the first episode with like the police and like the like the vigilantes they could have made like it be I- any show yeah. um but they were like, look, it's Ozymandias. Look, it's fucking Mr. Manhattan. Like, yeah. they they just fucking shove people in it to make it a Watchmen show. Yeah. Um, yeah. But aside from that, it was exciting. It was, uh, you know, it's Damon Lindelof. So they like, you know, you don't learn anything about anything until the last two episodes. <laughs> so... Um, and you've seen it, Taylor, right? I haven't yet, actually. But, oh, but, okay. uh, but I'm looking forward to the blue dildo, I, I must say. Yeah, yeah, you do see just a... <laughs> Just like in the movie, you see just a penis. So, yeah. you know, like I said, I didn't know we were talking about porn on the podcast, but um, there yeah. is in like just in true Damon Lindelof form, like there's a fucking scene in one of the first like four episodes where the main character chases down like a dude in like a silver from her and then they never talk about it again. Like it has nothing to do with anything for the rest of the show ever. And you're like, fuck you, Damon Lindelof. Like, why? <laughs> What is the point of this? There is no point. Maybe it was a season two thing. Yeah. It just, well, they, I, I mean, that's, if they, they didn't even hint at it again. So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's the thing is they're saying that they, there might not even be a season two. Like they, right, they right, just wanted to sort of stand alone, you know, as the nine episode piece, if you will. Mm. Um, I would be okay with that. I don't need another five season Damon Lindelof circle jerk. <laughs> yeah, seriously, right? But yeah, no, it's it's funny that you mentioned like how it's kind of dealing with a lot of the stuff that that's happening right now in the world. And it's I saw it was either a tweet or, or an article about someone said basically like Watchmen was ahead of its time by nine months. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I thought that was kind of yeah. hilarious. Um, nice man. I'm excited to check it out. Yeah, it is. It is really good with standing everything I just said. <laughs> Um, I watched, uh, fuck. What was I going to say? God, I hate just how all the time blends together and you Mm -hmm. don't know what you've watched. Um, 
I did watch the Dave Chappelle thing. Um, it's great. It's powerful. But if you're looking for like a comedy show, yeah, no, this, I mean, this isn't it. No. Um, I mean, that's I think that's part of the, the point of it, though, is like the subversion thinking you're getting a comedy show. And then he's like, yo, yeah, yeah. this is what's up, you know, um, he makes he makes some jokes as he does because he can't. I don't think he can speak for more than five minutes without cracking some kind of a joke. No. Yeah. And the yeah. <laughs> But it's not a comedy special. No, so. it's not. I mean, the title alone, I didn't gather it yeah. was going to be too comedic. Well, Netflix kind of was like, hey, it's a Dave Chappelle comedy special. But it's like, not. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I th- think that's it. I'm trying to finish Expanse season four. Mm. Um, I love that show so much. But I just like, I only end up watching it after I've smoked a little too much weed and then i can't pay attention and i <laughs> it's a show where you have to pay attention yeah and i'm bad at paying attention uh and then what do we do in the shadows yeah i caught up uh, Good job. beautiful i think i mentioned last podcast that i started it i don't know yeah if that, yeah mm, and uh I, I caught up fairly quickly and uh now there's only 20 episodes now so it's yeah. not it's not a ton so the finale was cool but we'll mm-hmm. wait until, uh, until Lauren speaks and then we can all talk about it. Yep. I like how we all had that last on our list because it's last on my list also. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Um, so I real quick, something that I've been doing that is new and consuming my time. Uh, Dash got me Animal Crossing New Horizons when mm-hmm. I was oh, in yes. super quarantine. So I've been doing that. Nice. How's your uh, how's your island coming along? I have my house. I have my own house on my girlfriend's island. Oh, good Ooh, job. Nice. Um, and then as far as what I've been watching, I watched Hollywood, oh. the new Ooh. Ryan Murphy miniseries. I guess. Um, I thought it was okay. Uh, I didn't super love it. Yeah, I, I, I haven't heard rave reviews. I've heard a lot of people who who love it. A lot of friends love it. But I came for Patty Lapone and I stayed for Patty Lapone and that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, other people, some other people gave good performances. Some performances were a little rough. Yeah. Um, the storyline was interesting. Uh, without going too much in into it. What is it? What's um, it about? So it's basically like a reimagining of Hollywood in the God, I can't remember if it's the 20s or the 40s. Gotcha. Um, but basically it's like <laughs> there's a bunch of different storylines, but everyone comes together because uh there's the big the big studio in Hollywood, A Studios. Um, and so a lot of the characters are actors or writers or whatever trying to get jobs there. And then Patty Lapone is the studio head's wife. Um, and ends up running the studio for a period of time Um, and then there's also uh, oh my god what's his name he oh my god I'm so bad he's been on American Horror Story he was the dad on season one he's a famous actor oh yeah I like that guy Um, god I cannot think of his name right now but everyone's gonna know who you're you're yeah Um, he <laughs> runs this gas station that is actually a front for male escorts. Oh, it's uh, Dylan McDermott, right? Dylan yes. McDermott. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, you know, some of the actors work there. And so there's a lot of crossover and, you know, the clients of 
or their clients are major players in Hollywood or whatever. And basically it, it ends up with a romanticized happy ending as far as progress for, um, for the black community in Hollywood that obviously did not happen <laughs> during those times. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So it's like uh, this it fictionalized, a, like, yeah. Like storybook oh, ending. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's so like, that was, that was an interesting, um, like change that I didn't mind. Um, it was just kind of some of the, the subplot and some of the performances that yeah. could have been better. Um, I also watched seasons one through five of Shit's Creek. Nice. I've seen the first two seasons. It's a really funny show. Yeah. I need to figure out how to watch season six um, or rather figure out how to watch pop TV. Cause it's on there. I think it's um, really like, would never do this but i think it speaks to the volume of how good the show is is like i've had multiple friends post like i just bought it on itunes because i oh, couldn't wait to watch the rest yeah. of it and yeah i was like yeah. i would never do that yeah i would just wait real good though i think i watched it all in like a week nice um yeah the cast was just phenomenal on that show yeah. um i finally finished speaking of american horror story 1984 oh how was that i know i didn't finish <sighs> that it was hard to get through. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it gets it, it gets hard to get it gets bad. Did you? I think I've talked about it on the podcast where like, didn't it get weird where it got like supernatural all of a sudden? Like, yeah, there was and no that, supernatural in the beginning, and then there's right. all of a sudden like supernatural, and I was like, this is fucking stupid. Yeah, and it like becomes more prevalent for the rest of the season. I'm glad I didn't finish it. Um, so yeah, it's it kind of. In, I guess, somewhat true American Horror Story fashion, some of the seasons, it kind of went all over the place. Um, and it was also, which I knew going into it that it was going to be super gory because it was, you know, based off of campy horror films. But it was definitely the most gory of all the seasons. Oh, yeah. So, um, and then I am on the final season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, now. nice. Um, but it's the only season Dash hasn't seen yet. So he's making me pace wait for him pace ourselves through it <laughs> no. no we're wa- we've been watching it all together well, but okay um we but were yeah. watching like multiple episodes at a time and now it's like an episode a week now you're trying to like savor the <laughs> flavor like a little out. bit yeah. yeah you know what else i know you've been watching lauren because you texted me about it uh, it's next on my list <laughs> um i started re-watching chuck yeah yeah um, because I have, <laughs> I have a Bartesky and Grimes 2016 poster on our fridge <laughs> at awesome. LA Comic-Con. Um, and Dash was like, who, what is this? And I was like, it's Chuck. And he Warren and I seen watched it. this entire series together like seven years ago. Something like that. Yeah. It was, oh man, that, that yeah. is a fucking prime show. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So we're in season two of that. Um, cause I was like, you would like this show. So you yeah. should watch yeah. it since I'm watching uh brooklyn for the first time um and then i started the new season of queer eye the other day yes it's so good yeah i watched i've only watched the first episode so far but fuck it it's oh my god it was great um and then speaking of shadows right before we get to that i've been watching the big flower fight on netflix hosted by natasha dementio but oh no shit yes um, I know. I think I just butchered her last name, but yeah, it's like Great British Bake Off, but, but with for flowers. flowers and plants and stuff. That's cool. I've never so. actually never seen her in anything besides uh, besides Shadows, and I kind of want to seek out more. 
because there are some times that she definitely because she's british mm-hmm. um but she definitely slips into the naja voice Does she really? oh yeah yes <laughs> That's so funny. It's really funny. We were watching that episode last night. I guess our friends told us it gets progressively worse throughout the season. Um, But the episode we watched last night, she was talking about like one of the groups was doing something inspired by like magic and Merlin and stuff. And so she, she, I was sorry. Dash was trying to correct me on what it. Did say? Um, what did he, he say? He <laughs> said she was talking about the Greek group, but she did it twice on the show because it also happened when she was talking about the music. I mean, the magic. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, anyway, but she like totally slipped into it. And both of us were like, that was that. That's great. Came out for a second. So, um, yeah, we're like four episodes in, I think. So it's fun if you like that kind of like competition show. Um, and especially like if you don't know anything about floristry, it's kind of interesting to watch them put these things together. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, and it is cool because it's filmed in Britain, but the teams are from all over the world. So nice, that's cool. An international yeah, and then, cast. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, what we do in the shadows. Mm. Mm. Look, the finale was good, but there's mm. no better episode than the Jackie Daytona episode. I was just going to say, we have to talk about Jackie Daytona. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's just arguably like... It's the thing of all time. I it's think the, we talked about it last time. I think we talked about Can it we, over text. I don't think we... I don't, think I don't know if I don't know if it had aired the last time we podcasted. Yeah. I, don't know. I don't know. But yeah. nevertheless, um, dare well, I say... any of us to remember the last time we podcasted. <laughs> I know, You're right? listening to the wrong podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, dare I say though that that Jackie Daytona is one of the greatest comedic TV characters, self-aware TV characters that has oh. ever existed in a, in a singular episode, um, which is hilarious because it's actually like the same character that we know, but it's just so. There's just something so brilliant about it. Like, um, I don't know what Did it is. Did you see the after credits for it? I think so. Nope. What was it again? So Jackie Daytona is a real band. And so mm. at, during the after credits, he had to film a thing that was like, legal is making me say, like, I found out, you know, <laughs> that they're a real band, blah, blah, blah. And then That's he like, funny. I don't know if he flips off the camera or just makes an obscene <laughs> gesture or something. But That's really good. It was, oh, yeah. it was funny. No, yeah, I really, I really love that Mark Ham. Like, it's just the toothpick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. like, like. I love that even he thinks the costume's too ridiculous because, yeah. like, when Mark Hamill comes in, he's like, "Oh, I'm caught," and then Mark <laughs> Hamill has no idea who he is, and he has, yeah, <laughs> so good. Yeah. I still think the Topher episode is my favorite of the season. The Topher episode, which, which one? one was that? It, that was it was either episode one or episode two with Haley Joel Osment. Oh yeah, that was the <laughs> pilot. Yeah, 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 yeah that's pretty good. Oh, uh, Haley Joel Osment was yeah. pretty good in that one. Topher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I also uh, one of the <laughs> subplots that cracked me up the most was uh, the Colin Robinson stuff in the beginning of the season was like, mm, okay, this could get kind of like old quickly. But yeah. I love the beat with like the uh, <laughs> with the troll, the online troll. Oh who's, yes, who's, uh, I guess spoilers, an actual troll. And I think one of the brilliant things they've done this season is really like 
dig into the mythology of like what the show is, you know, because yeah, it's yeah. like it had the witches, the troll. They had yeah. uh, the the witches, the troll. They had the um, the shaman guy that turns Topher into the zombie. The zombies, yeah. yeah. So it's like I love how they're exploring like all these different tropes, you know. And it's like you, you see you see the, the troll's penis. So yeah. <laughs> this yeah, might exactly. like, this might be the podcast with the most penis references on it. Surprisingly, yeah. this is definitely <laughs> our, our sexiest podcast. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I like mean, how it's they just, did that reveal though. It's <laughs> yeah. really, it's really. Funny. They couldn't show it when he was alive, but once he turned into a statue, they could show. Yeah, it. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, so there's just some really brilliant, uh, brilliant writing and stuff. Um, the 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 finale, which I believe is directed by Kyle Newichek, who did, uh, of course, yeah. Workaholics, like all mm. of Workaholics, I believe. Um, I was, think he produces this show as well. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, yeah, I just thought the finale was a really great way to set up uh, to to fulfill the promise of what was set up in the beginning of the season in terms of like seeing Guillermo's like progression mm-hmm. um into an actual character. So um so yeah, I just been really loving that and you know, like you said Lauren, like you hinted at just like really excited for season 3 and and what comes next and um you know, I honestly don't know how long they'll be able to drag the show out. Um, in terms of seasons, you know how long, how much longer they'll be able to go, but uh, but I'm all here for it. I'm all I'm all in. Yeah, if we're going into, let's just go into spoilers. Um, so if you guys haven't seen this yet, just fast forward like ten minutes. I don't know. We'll figure yeah. it out. <laughs> um, and by us, I mean you'll figure it out when you fast forward and we're still talking about it and you get spoiled. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. Not. The fact that Guillermo is like descendant of Van Helsing and is like accidentally the most awkward best vampire hunter of all time um yeah i don't know how much longer they are going to be able to go if like now everybody knows yeah because he shows up to the giant vampire ball thing and like fucking murders everybody yeah yeah Yeah. i i don't know i i hope there's a way that they can i I love i love harvey so much he plays um caramel um so i i hope either there's a way to will be but moving forward like work him in in some way or at the very least i think they could still progress with the four vampires yeah past even guillermo's storyline absolutely well i think i think like for me i kind of see the midpoint of the series as being like okay when guillermo's actually becomes a vampire like yeah i was about to ask like is he ever gonna become a vampire you think i think that's definitely gonna happen before the end um significantly before the end because i feel like there's a lot of comedic um potential and storytelling potential that you could sort of ring out of that especially if it's like i would find it hilarious if like guillermo like starts his own vampire household that like maybe rivals (laughs) like like again that's just a stupid idea but like you could really you could do a lot with that um material so um or if he continues being a vampire hunter while a vampire so like yeah. how does he handle some of his equipment because yeah. yeah. oh, some of it he can't touch you call yeah. he can call himself the mexican blade yeah be pretty funny <laughs> that would be good yeah um so yeah no i'm just i'm just really excited about um the potential moving forward and i you know hopefully they'll just continue to to, to deliver on on the promise, and I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I think I'm starting to love the show even more than uh, the movie, which I never thought. Um, I do. I think I do, and possible. I actually really enjoyed the episode in this season where they meet the Vampire Council, and you see the original vampires from the movie. That was season one. Yeah, that was season one. Oh, was that season one? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I watched it all. I watched it all in like 
you know, I caught up so quickly. Yeah. Uh, okay, you're forgiven because it's my favorite episode. Of it, 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 it's yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Just, I mean, I like seeing Danny Trejo as a vampire was just fucking absolutely. Just everyone they brought the, Paul, so like good. Paul Rubens back from Buffy yeah. and like mm-hmm. Tilda as Tilda and every yep. Rachel, like everyone. It was it was Wesley brilliant. Snipes was on like like Skype or whatever. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, even Dave so Bautista is like the vampire in the like the yes. the interrogation room. Yeah. You know, it's like yes. just it's just loaded with cameos, man. It was so that I got that the Batista's cameo spoiled like the night before I watched it and oh, I was no. like ah oh, damn okay oh well, still I love Batista and then yeah. as the the <laughs> show progressed every time a new cameo came on I was just like hitting dash next to me like oh my gosh oh my Look gosh and then, like the originals <laughs> from the movie came and yep. I was like oh my god and then so season finale having Jermaine back this season was, was fun yeah. yeah yeah that was really good yeah Definitely. It's good stuff. Dope. Um, yeah, that's so, yeah, what I we've mean, been watching. Yeah, I don't know if there's much else to discuss on that. Should we jump into... I mean, I could talk about that show for... Oh, ever, yeah, well, I mean, so. I know you could. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sad this year that, you know, obviously Comic-Con's, uh, you know, not going on anymore. But I was really looking forward to doing the what we do in the Shadows installation again. Because last year yeah. it was so freaking on point. It was I know. awesome. I would um, probably... I, I went care. twice. Yeah. Last year, yeah. Look, and met Harvey there. So look, when you guys go yeah. do those things, I walk a hundred <laughs> yards to the right and drink at the Hilton. <laughs> yeah, <so>. exactly. <laughs> um, definitely. All right. So should we move into trailers then? Do you guys think, or do you want to? Sure. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Let's talk about it. Well, uh, there's you know obviously there hasn't been too much. Um, the... Maybe right in the middle of the summer. I know, right? Like it's <laughs> no no summer movies coming out this Can year. You apparently. hear coronavirus is over. Oh yeah, dude, it's totally over. We're in Orange Look County. outside. Yeah, I know. I'm in Orange County. No one's wearing it's, a mask except for the yeah. Karens. The Karens ended coronavirus. Dude, it's so bad. It's like uh, we went to get food today for lunch, and like literally, literally nobody was wearing a mask. That's oof. yeah, same. We walked to the drugstore like two or three blocks from our house the other day, and we passed multiple people walking on the street in LA. With us. Really. Yeah, Damn. and, and they everyone were in my area in, in LA is still pretty, still being pretty cautious. Anytime yeah. I've gone to the store, yeah, but people yeah. walking in the neighborhood, and and there were huge graduation parties where no one was wearing a mask. And... To be fair, if I'm walking outside in the fresh air, I generally don't have my mask on until I'm going inside somewhere. Yeah, um, yeah, but if you're walking on the same sidewalk next to people, if I see anybody, I generally just walk across the street. Right, people were I not stay doing away that. from other people. Yeah, just gotcha. avoid, yeah. They had no mask in hand, like yeah. Oh yeah, no, I got mine in my pocket at all times. Yeah, yeah man, I love how people just like like ign- like w- hoping that like ignoring coronavirus will just like make it magically disappear. <laughs> Taylor, um, that's how ignoring poverty has made yeah. poor people invisible yeah. to the Republicans. So that's exactly. Well, I just how it works. <laughs> literally just saw an article that said Trump dismisses the uptick in coronavirus cases and suggests a stop in to testing. Oh man, that's insane. Yeah. I have friends it's in so Arizona bad. who are shutting down for the second time. Like yeah. they opened up all the bars it's and the bad. restaurants there, and they're bad shutting down again. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So trailers. <laughs> um, oh, wait, hang on. Before we move on from what we've been watching, I've been watching yeah. my broken wrist. I, I oh yeah, I what did you do? Here's, I really should be wearing my brace, but I took it off so I could uh, take a shower. Um, apparently, when I was in Spain, I broke my wrist and I didn't know. Um, Shit. You hit, you hit the double whammy in Spain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you're telling me. Uh, no, but I went to a doctor. Um, sorry, podcast guys. This is just us catching up as friends. Um, <laughs> I went to the doctor and they told me that it was like a spra- like just a sprained tendon. And so I went. Mm. 
so they were like yeah just like rest it and i was like i've been resting it but they were like just rest it more and I was like, <laughs> you went to medical you went to medical school for that okay thanks yeah uh, and so i rested it more and like two months later it was still hurting so i went back and they finally did an x-ray and they were like oh your wrist is broken dude oh man and i was like oh thanks and they're like yeah but we can't do anything because we're in urgent care you got to go to your primary care physician oh man physician and she was like, yeah, you have to go to an orthopedic doctor. So yep. like, I, st- I still haven't fucking seen anybody for a broken wrist. And apparently oh it's been broken since March. So. Damn, that's crazy. Is dude. it like a fracture or like a big break? My, my, uh, I forget the, the, the name of the, where the forearm meets the wrist. That's a mm-hmm. fracture. But then my scaphoid bone in my wrist is actually oh, dude. broken. Brutal. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like a double and break. A- yeah, and before I knew any of this, you know, I'm just like playing video games all the time during quarantine. Like I was you have not no being memory nice of this my... happening. No drunken <laughs> nights in Spain. Let's yeah, that, I, I was I was I was doing a lot in in, yeah. in Spain. Um, anyway, oh, so yes, let's hilarious. move on to the trailers. Like, yeah, um, we've been watching what we've been doing, what we've been breaking. It's you know. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> How we're just barely surviving, basically. Um, yeah. yeah. Bill and Ted Three finally got a trailer. Bill yeah. and Ted Three. This is the, the long-awaited, uh, highly anticipated Bill and Ted sequel that people have been clamoring for for years and decades. Apparently, um, finally got released. Uh, the movie's, I think, still supposed to come out in August. At least it originally was supposed to. Um, and it's, of course, called we'll Bill. See about that. Bill and Ted face <laughs> the music. Um, so, Joel, you've seen the. Uh, Bill and Ted films, correct? Yeah, of, oh yeah, of course. What'd you think? Um, I, you know, the tr- I, is there a reason for this movie? <laughs> no, of course not. Um, I thought the trailer was funny. Uh, I like that they are like the main like draw from the film is like their their own stupid idea to steal something from themselves because they're too lazy to do it. Yeah. which I think is a funny concept. Yeah. Um, I just don't know how they're going to turn that into a whole movie without just doing cameos and callback jokes from the first two films. And it's going to be like a hot tub time machine too. That's just like, look at what, remember this. And you're like, <laughs> yes, we do remember that. I hope, I hope not, but I can see where you're coming from. Um, Lauren, you haven't seen any of the Bill and Ted movies. Correct. Correct. What was um, your impression? They've been in my queue. I yeah. just have not gotten to it. Um, I thought it was funny. I definitely would want to watch the other two beforehand because I think while you don't necessarily have to have that knowledge, it definitely in the trailer already references like 25 years ago. Blah blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I definitely would want to do that. But I thought it had some funny moments in the trailer that intrigued yeah. me enough. Totally, totally. And, you I know, would just say from the looks of the trailer, you probably won't have to watch the first two. They're going to explain most of it. I, I think so, especially because probably. it's been so long and this is basically for a new generation in a certain respect. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I like. I think any. There's going to be many of them, trust me. Yeah. Right. Like, I just, I think I'd rather. Me personally. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, you no. I'm saying you should. Yeah. But you don't <laughs> you probably have won't to. have to. Yeah. For for all the lazy people out there, they don't have they to. Um, money. Yeah. They don't have to uh watch the thing. But um but yeah, so uh I think this movie looks pretty fun. Uh basically from what I've heard on on Twitter and people who that have read the script and stuff, basically what we see in this trailer is only the tip of the iceberg. 
Um, okay. In terms of the crazy shit that happens, like like that last tease in the trailer is basically like just a taste. Them in prison, yeah, yeah, and they're like all you know beefed out, and and I <laughs> think honestly, what this movie is going to explore is like it's going to be like an alternate history, like almost Back to the Future type of thing, where it's yeah, like okay. maybe they steal the song from themselves, and like everything goes out of whack, and you know it's obviously um, up to them to fix it, but you know I. I kind of disagree with what you said earlier, Joel, in terms of like, does the world need another Bill and Ted movie right now? And it's like, I kind of, I kind of think it's actually perfect timing for a movie like this to come out because the Bill and Ted movies have always been about like positivity and sort of like, I mean, if you look at the future in the first movie in particular, it's like this, this utopia, you know what I mean? It's like basically what we're trying to accomplish as human beings that we've pretty much failed to accomplish thus far. And so I just, I, you know, I think that this movie hopefully will, uh, be a positive, uplifting, like, uh, it will hopefully inspire hope into people when times, you know, are kind of crazy like they are right now. So if it ever comes out, if it ever comes dun, out, dun, that's dun. true. But, you know, I think that's definitely one of the things that the movie has going for it because they've always been really positive, like had a really positive message and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So um, I also wouldn't be surprised if this war were a movie that they would release uh, on demand. On VOD. I know this yeah. is per- this is kind of perfect for that actually, especially because yeah. Bill and Ted movies are they're, they're popular, but they're almost it's like an extreme version of like a cult movie. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think it would do similar to what like Onward and Trolls did. Well, I guess not Onward because that was on yeah. Disney Plus, but yeah. Trolls, where it, it likely did better at home. Absolutely. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. So uh, beyond that, we had uh, let's see what was the other thing we had? oh yeah it was uh, it was the Miles Morales Spider Man game trailer that was revealed yeah um, uh, that was cool um, I wasn't expecting it to be subtitled Miles Morales um, yeah. and I was originally kind of like okay well we learned so much about Peter in the first game um, Miles was obviously there he gets uh, spoilers one two three. He gets bit by the spider at the end, you know. He becomes, mm-hmm. you know, he becomes Miles Morales Spider Man at the end of the game. Yeah, and I wasn't expecting it to be all about him in the next game. Yeah, but it's been completely confirmed. But it's likely just a bridge gap game between Spider Man One and Spider Man Two. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I'm if if that's the case, I'm extremely excited. I would love to, you know, the times you got to play as Miles, you were just a human, you didn't really get to be. Uh, the ultimate Spider-Man version of him. So it would be cool to play as him, use new powers, new suits. That's mm-hmm. going to be cool. Learn more about his life. But because they set up so much with, you know, uh, the Norman Osborn thing and more spoilers, you yeah. see the symbiote at the end of the game, it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, it would be really cool to explore more of that Peter Parker side of the game. And so mm-hmm. if it's a bridge gap game between one and two, fucking sign me up. Yeah. Lauren, what were your uh, what were your thoughts on this reveal slash trailer? Um, well, I haven't played the game. I've seen the game played, um, mm. and I think I mean it's on my list. I might give it a shot soon because I'm getting better with controllers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I'm progressing. Those Harry yeah. Potter games came in handy, right? Those like yeah, Harry Potter games. and and Marvel. I don't know if I told you guys which it. one we, we played through Marvel superheroes the first one, oh. and we finish nice. the story on the second one and we're going through oh yeah nice yeah i've uh, i beat the first one a while back and i'm actually playing lego avengers right now um oh, nice. but i bought the three pack with superheroes one and superheroes two and lego avengers so two is Didn't much you better and Pat play that when 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 we all live together it was marvel superheroes one is the one he had oh, okay yeah. <laughs> dude i love yeah. those games the lego games are the shit 
Two yeah. is much better, though, than one. Really? Honestly. Okay. Well, I'm excited yeah. because the Lego yeah. Avengers one is kind of like thrown we together kind of a little lame. bit. It's not it's yeah. it's not as good as some of the, the – they threw it together. Um, yeah. But that's neither here nor there. Two is pretty good. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyway, I think it's awesome to have the Miles game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, explore that side of it more. And especially, like you said, if it's um, – I, if it's uh, you know, a bridge gap game, yeah, then uh, even better. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I love the just the finger up, Lauren. Like, <laughs> no, be quiet. <laughs> Lauren's putting funny. her boyfriend in place off camera. Yeah. The peanut gallery is in silence. Like, no, 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 no. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> he's, not, he's not a part of this podcast. <laughs> it's. Well, it's not a call; it's a podcast. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's all good. Um, if you no, want to yeah. get on camera and join in the mic, that's totally fine. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I mean, in terms of the Spider-Man game, I would definitely recommend it, uh, Lauren. It's it's mm-hmm. um, even if you're not there for the gameplay, the story is. Yeah. Um, I've seen part of it. It's I, incredible. Dash was playing it's through incredible. it, and I fell asleep one day, and I woke up right as he got to the Stanley cameo. And oh, it's nice. like it's a better soon after Stan passed. Yeah. Oh god, I know it made me cry. Yeah, it's a better Spider-Man movie than Spider-Man Three. It's fucking great. It's like yeah. the story in the game is fucking phenomenal. Yeah, and that's nice. why I'm so like, and that's why I need more of this Peter Parker storyline because I got so invested in the fucking first one. Yeah. It's like. I'm sure they will. I feel like with the timing of this, it definitely makes sense that this game was already like in the works. Oh no, it's been in the works for a while. I shot some behind the scenes documentary stuff for this game. um, That's cool. With Insomniac like a while back. Um, So I feel like it was. I definitely think it makes sense that it's a a bridge game. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, they'll only charge forty bucks instead of the full sixty, since it's only like you know. Expanded DLC, but we know that's not we wish, happen. yeah. Uh, but on that, that tip, the price of the new console, yeah. On on that tip, uh, the PS5 also got revealed the the full official reveal. No price yet, but people are. Oh, is that what it was? I thought it was an internet router. That's what it. Yeah, no. Well, people are saying it looked like the um, uh, the Eye of Sauron, the tower and shit. Yeah, like there can only be one one council to rule them all. You know. Hey, it looks um, cooler than the next Xbox, dude. That just looks like a fucking mini fridge. It's literally just a box. <laughs> it's a. Li- they hey, couldn't even put an X on the box, guys. Think about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, in relation to the trailer, uh, this whole PS5 reveal. Uh, basically uh, means that it's going to be one of those sort of first uh, first run games, I guess, if you will, on the PS5. And, um, you know, the footage in the trailer looks absolutely stunning. I mean, uh, there's been a lot said about uh, the Unreal 5 engine and what that's capable of doing in terms of sort of creating pretty much close, pretty, pretty near photorealistic uh, visuals um, in games and stuff like that. So... It's exciting, you know what I mean? Like, seeing all the stuff. Like, I don't know if you guys are fans of the Ratchet & Clank games, but they announced Ratchet & Clank, um, I know a new you one. Are. And I freaking, <laughs> I adore that series to death. That's a hill I'm willing to die on. Um, <laughs> and it, it just looks incredible, you know? Everything that's coming out from the, from, from the um, at least in terms of pre-render footage, we'll actually see how the actual gameplay looks. But, um, but yeah, it's pretty incredible what this thing's doing, which, ironically enough... Unreal Five 
uh, I don't know if they're using five yet, but they are using Unreal Engine for the Mandalorian and all the stagecraft stuff because game engines yeah. actually are the thing that render um, the quote unquote set that they that they have yeah. there. So it's going to be interesting to see how this plays out because you know the Unreal Five could affect uh, could eventually affect um, you know productions and, and the film industry like that. So that's kind of fascinating stuff. Yeah, I um, I've heard that this new Spider Man might port to ps4 um it should they i mean that would be stupid (laughs) it's for like two years ago to play fucking spider-man ps4 if i have to buy a new fucking system to play fucking spider-man Miles Morales, i'm gonna be mad about it yeah Yeah. i mean i'm gonna be mad about it with launch games (laughs) like that usually they have a ps4 and a ps5 version so i'm hoping that'll be the case but um i can't justify buying a new system after only two years that's not yeah Yeah, exactly can we talk about work Another game I'm excited for. Yeah, please. That announce. Please. Stray. I Stray. I don't know if I've heard of that. You play as a mystery oh. solving cat. Oh my God. Nope. I, actually, I have. Vetoed. I have. Next, next topic. <laughs> Vetoed. <laughs> it's got nothing to do with pop culture. Dude, what are you talking about, man? Cat, it's a video game. If that Bro. cat is not Minerva McGonagall, it's got nothing to do with <laughs> Bro, what are you talking about, man? You got to play that Goat Simulator, dude, that's on the Xbox store. There's literally a game called Goat Simulator. It's freaking ridiculous. There's the Untitled Goose game. What are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Um, I guess that's really it in terms of trailers. We did get another Tenet trailer. I don't know if we talked about that. I don't think we did. but um, we'll... I think we did because we all said mm-hmm. we still don't know what's happening. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, no, and I also remember, I, I think I told you guys over text, like, my body is ready for this movie because yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. just because of the physical, practical stuff they're doing, I'm just so excited for it. But they um, crash a real plane. Yeah. Oh, we we also had the um, Star Wars Squadron trailer. You know what? Well, I actually, that's, world. yeah, that's one I didn't watch, um, hmm. but I honestly don't care. I don't know how you're going to play a whole game in the cockpit of your ship. Yeah. yeah, it kind of reminds me, honestly, of a crossover between the two rides at Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, <laughs> it seems like a cool level of a Star Wars game, but to make it a whole game, I'm like, I don't yeah. You gotta be uh, able to get yeah. out of your ship and like do some other shit than to just fly around. I mean, I'm sure you're gonna, but it's gonna revolve around your ship. You're gonna be able yeah. to like land and get out and be like, well, let's fix the ship <laughs> to get back into <laughs> it, to go back out for the next the level. Ship. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um... Yeah, I don't think there's many other trailers, so I guess let's uh, jump into the news segment, which is kind of, I guess... The coronavirus is over! Huzzah! Yeah, I guess <laughs> kind of like the main topic, but, you know, I guess we'll get more into that in a second. But uh, starting off, um, Evil Dead 4, I guess, is in the works. If Joel. you've ever, If you have ever watched a video of mine... You know that I've got an Evil Dead poster behind my couch. If you haven't, yeah. fuck you, and I hate you. Go watch it, and then I'll love you again. My hate, my hate is not forever. All you have to do is then watch it, and then I will forgive you. Yeah. Um, but I love Evil Dead. Always have, always will. Um, love just anything zombie in general. Um, and this one is called Evil Dead Now. Uh, sequel to the last Evil Dead got mm-hmm. that we got from Fede Alvarez. Um and I actually really liked that one. I, yeah. Yeah. It, it, that one itself didn't really have much or anything to do with the originals. And I no. still liked it. Yeah. It was basically um, just and, like a remake, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But now they're like kind of remaking it again. Like, I don't know why they hmm. wouldn't do a direct sequel to that one. Um, 
but hey, I'm I'm excited. The director he has horror history. I but I I I haven't seen anything that he's done. Yeah, um, yeah. I think his I name's mean, Lee Cronin, uh, but apparently Sam Raimi handpicked him for the movie. Mm. So nice. uh, you know, at least they're still they're still asking Sam Raimi for uh, mentorship or advice on what they're doing going forward with the movies. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Uh, I'm excited. I'm going to watch it. Obviously they're doing a, uh, a drive-in theater tour of the first two movies. So, Oh, that's cool. Oh, that's, go to that that's well. really fun. That'll be super yeah. fun. Um, yeah, it is. It'll, it is a little perplexing. Like you said, to like have evil dead sequel. That's a sequel to the movies, which with Ash in it, but not have Ash and not have it be a sequel to the reboot, which also doesn't ha- like, it's just, plus you have, plus you have, um, uh, Ash versus the Evil Dead, which is a at least the first season is is really great. I actually never got to watch yeah. the other two, but um, you know, so it's just it it almost feels like it's like jumbling up the canon, I guess, if you will, a little bit more. So I'm I'm curious to see how it plays out. I'll I'll probably be there. I love the Evil Dead series, so I don't know if maybe they they think it's been too long since the remake to do a sequel, so they just want to like maybe they're aiming for a new trilogy you know like yeah. they want to start a new uh, like uh franchise uh i mean i think the i think i was 23 when the last one came. that was I, I think the last one came out like 7 or 6 years ago mm-hmm. you know what i mean so yeah i obviously can't speak to their their mindset but maybe it's just been too long since the last one came out for them to want to make a direct sequel yeah yeah i mean yeah, i could i could see the argument for both sides of that yeah but am i going to watch it yeah absolutely <laughs> Lauren, do you have any affinity for the Evil Dead series, or is it not um, your cup of tea? I have only seen the first one. I think yeah. I can't remember if we also watched two, yeah. um, but and then I I know the musical a little bit. <laughs> nice, that's awesome. Yeah, well, the, um, so yeah, nice. Yeah, I mean, well, I was going to say the the interesting thing about the Evil Dead series is that. Basically, the the it's it's the type of series that essentially keeps remaking itself. Yeah. Um, like Evil Dead One was very low budget, you know, and it's like Evil Dead Two is essentially a remake, the same movie of yeah. Evil Dead One, just with a bigger budget. <laughs> right. But the thing that's really fascinating to me, especially with the first three movies, is like the first movie is like ninety percent horror, ten percent comedy, and then the second yeah. movie is like ninety percent comedy, ten percent horror, and then right. the third movie is just like a straight goofball comedy, you know? Right. Um, which, of course, if you haven't seen Army of Darkness, it's um, I know the premise of it. It's it's amazing. You yeah. have to watch it because there there are some one liners in that movie that are just all time classics, like Stone Cold yeah. classic one liners. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, my so I'm I'm getting more into the world of it because my theater company. The name was inspired by Evil Dead. Oh, nice! So awesome. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I definitely recommend. But yeah, we'll see how this plays out. Um, in terms of other stuff, uh, we finally learned the release date for David Fincher's new movie, um, mm-hmm. which is actually his first Netflix movie. Uh, it's a film called Mank, which is basically. Are you guys familiar with what this movie's about? Or no. So no. basically, it's about the guy who wrote Citizen Kane. So uh, hmm. Herman Mankiewicz was the guy who wrote Citizen Kane, and there was there's a, they're David, calling the movie fuck. They're short. They're giving Herman Mankiewicz a nickname and calling that the title. Well, that's I the think title of the movie. I think that's what his nickname was was Mank. Um, okay, but I'm not sure. I can't remember who wrote the script, but it's uh, I think it's James. I want to say it's James Vanderbilt. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, 
But yeah, basically it's about the battle, what they call what the the the, the history books call the battle for Citizen Kane. Um, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen this movie, but they actually made a movie about it. Uh, I think it's called RKO Two Eighty One, and basically. <laughs> Uh, Herman Mankiewicz had to fight to have his name on the screenplay. Like, there's this whole story about, and Orson Welles, of course, denies it, saying that, like, uh, mm. Manx basically said that Orson Welles tried to pay him, like, $10,000 to have his name taken off the script. Um, so there, it's this it's just this whole crazy story about the guy who writes what some, you know, some people to believe that. The guy who writes what some people believe is the greatest movie ever made mm-hmm. and sort of the battle between the studio and the actor and the director, um, you know, all these sort of nuanced things. So, you know, of course, taking into account that David Fincher's directing the movie, you know that it's going to be just on. I have a feeling it's going to be like social network level Oh um, yeah, filmmaking mm-hmm. from from David Fincher. And, and ironically enough, I actually have a buddy who... Um, who who day played on the film um and i was like holy shit dude like what was it like to to work with david fincher and he's like he's meticulous as fuck yes you know and so uh it's my buddy um gus he's actually uh he's from hawaii um and recently moved out here um and he's a what is it uh what's the grip union again 80 Uh, 80 thank you i wanted to say 600 but i know that's camera um i worked with andy carrazzo the other day bro oh nice really Damn, that's wow! Remember, that's... I met him through you on a fucking on a on a, he, whatever he happened who, after teed up. Yeah, he who shall not be named. Yeah, Shoot. yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah. So I, you know, basically he's he confirmed that that this movie is gonna just gonna be freaking Fincher top of top of his game. You know what I mean? Um, and so yeah, I mean the, the movie comes out in October. There's not, there's going to be a trailer soon, but you know, I don't think the general public is very much aware of this movie yet. Um, mm-hmm. But but they will be, you know, they will be. This movie is going to. This come... movie might come out in October. <laughs> oh no, it definitely will because they finished shooting it and it's Netflix, so it's like they have no problem. Like, oh it's yeah, not yeah, getting yeah. a theatrical I release. That. I, yeah. I forgot that it was actually. Netflix. It might actually have to do a couple weeks in theaters to be eligible for Oscars. But point is, yeah. is uh, uh, yeah. Gary Oldman is actually playing Herman Mankiewicz. Oh, nice. Um, so you know, it's just going to be like a killer, a killer I mean, performance yeah. from Oldman. So yeah, I just wanted to bring um, attention to that because uh, because I'm really excited about it. So uh, I looked it up. Yeah. The writer is actually Jack Fincher, David oh, Fincher's father. Interesting. Damn. I did not know that. Yes. Let me pose to you guys a question. Yeah. What? Does anybody who's not a self-filating film school auteur think that Citizen Kane is the best movie of all time? I have no idea. I mean, I don't consider myself a self-filating filmmaker, you know, auteur or whatever the hell you said, but I consider <laughs> Citizen Kane to be one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, I mean, I I don't love Citizen Kane, but I have a deep level of respect for like what that movie uh was able to accomplish in its time and in not only on a technical level but on a storytelling and narrative level too. See, but um, you but I agree with you and yeah. the, and 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 what the difference in what you said is for its time. <gasps> yeah. I agree with you on that. I think for its time, it was really good, and it it accomplished a lot of great things. 
but there are still people to this day who say it's the best movie ever made hands down no matter what time period and i just don't agree with that i mean that's like a blanket statement anyways so it's like nobody can definitively say like this movie any particular movie is the greatest movie ever made like that's cinema it's you know it's um obviously sort of subjective in that respect but i do think like there's a certain level of movie you know like there's there's just certain movies that are like they're just on that level of like being a classic you know and it's even if you don't appreciate Citizen Kane, I definitely think it's one of those movies that everybody should watch um, at least once in their lifetime, just like Lawrence of Arabia um, or oh, yeah. any of you know the other classics. So, if you guys don't have it within you to make yourself watch it, just pay forty thousand dollars to go to film school, yeah, and you'll watch it. You'll watch it at least three times. It's it's funny, dude. I actually didn't watch Citizen Kane once in film school. I, I watched have- it. I've seen it a bunch of times before that, but. They we we watched it and what's the who who was the who was the old man his class was like oh, yeah. Schultz Heiss. Schultz Heiss. Yeah. He, I know for a fact we saw it in that class. Yeah. Well I didn't I whenever he would show Citizen Kane, I probably just didn't show up then because I was like, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen this movie, I've studied it enough, I don't need to <laughs> yeah. um, but uh but yeah, I just you know it's it's in, it's gonna be an interesting um piece of, of film history really like uh sort of uh, captured in this movie. So yeah, Hopefully I was just go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Taylor. No, please, please. I was just looking more through the IMDb page at the cast, and it's it's interesting. Like speaking on Hollywood earlier, mm-hmm. um, I think it will be like kind of along those lines of like you know yeah. they have people playing these real life who's playing celebrities. Who's playing Orson Welles? Does uh, it say? I don't know that I've gotten to that. Oh, okay, no worries. I was. Oh just wait, curious. no, Tom Burke. Tom Burke. Oh, yeah, I think. Who's, okay, who the fuck that's is right. That? Um, he's a he's British a, actor. Yeah. He was in Only God Forgives. Is his top billing? The fucking uh, Nicholas Winding Refn movie. Sure. Oh yeah, Ryan Gosling movie. Yeah, yeah no, this Nicholas dude. Movie, <laughs> yeah, no, this. Pay attention to that film this whatsoever. dude is yeah. definitely gonna be a freaking dead ringer for us and Wells. Yeah. Um. Um. I also apparently know someone in Mank. Oh, no, shit. Awesome. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. I don't, I mean, obviously, you know, we can talk more if we, if we feel like it when a trailer comes out, but, um, yeah, I'm just really excited for that. Uh, I guess now we have to get to the inevitable, which is, um, talking about the, hey, hey, well, hang on, hang on. I'm not, I'm not ready to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta prepare. I gotta drink at least two more beers for that. Oh, God. Uh, no, but I do want to ask you real quick. Um, yeah. Speaking of Nicholas Winding Refn, um, when I was scrolling through news 10 minutes before we podcast is because that's how professional we are. Um, <laughs> I saw that Nicholas Winding Refn did an Amazon show with Miles Teller. Have you heard about that? Yeah, he did. Um, I can't remember what it was, what it was called. It's uh, shit. If it, somebody told me the name, I'd probably be like, yeah, that's it. But uh, did you watch it? I didn't know. It was like this experimental thing that he did where it was it was. Um, it was like this sort of like experiment and like trying to play with the with the form. It's it almost okay. reminded me of like what Bandersnatch did, uh, but not yeah. quite not quite that. Okay, um, I mean I like Miles Teller and Nicholas Winding Refn hasn't. I mean, made terrible films. No, but he's also hit and miss. So I think that's probably yeah. part of the reason why a lot of people didn't catch on to it is because it was one of those misses. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. Gosh, I'm, it's right at the tip of my tongue. I can't. Can't yeah, remember, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We haven't seen it, so there's no reason to talk about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. Here we go. Here we go. Um, so, yeah, the uh, I guess one of the bigger pieces of <sighs> fandom that 
happened well since we've last talked is that the uh the Snyder uh, cut uh, was officially yeah. around announced. It's God the damn it. it's this it's this asterisk cut. The whiny fucking incel fucking DC nerd fanboys bullied their way into getting what they wanted and look the most ridiculous thing here to me is that hbo is hbo is okay not the fucking studio that made the movie hbo is putting what 20 million dollars i think it's between 20 and 30 they said 20 million dollars to finish a cut of a movie that came out three years ago well yeah let's 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 backtrack a little bit here right like obviously we've 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 talked about this before on the cast if you guys haven't heard it we've sort of tried to our best to chronicle what's been going on with this without driving ourselves absolutely insane. Um, I've almost jumped off my roof three times. <laughs> um, but there is a pool at the bottom. Don't worry. <laughs> basically, I just want to acknowledge that this essentially confirms the fact that the Snyder cut never existed to begin with, which ex- was yeah. the argument all along. And now that they finally admitted that I've actually become a little more open to the idea. Like, no, I'm, the movie I'm, came out three years ago. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna seek it out. But if I happen to throw it on one day, if I happen to get HBO Max and 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 some weird uh, chemistry happens in the I world, I haven't seen the original cut of the Justice League. Uh, yeah, I don't like, know. You know way I'm to. watching the fucking Zack Snyder cut. Look, the hashtag wasn't finish the Snyder cut. Yeah. Hashtag release. Yeah. Spend $20 million on exactly. the Snyder cut. Exactly. What was the hashtag? The hashtag was release the Snyder cut. Okay. <laughs> if the movie wasn't finished. They had like storyboard animatics or whatever. Yeah. Right. And they wanted to release that. Yeah. I'm all for that. Right. Yeah. The nerds want it. Give it to them. But if yeah. you're spending $20 million on a movie that came out three years ago, why to placate like it's not only that but to placate like a small number of fans too that's you know it's that's obviously a slippery slope fandom. yeah i mean it, it is just give them what they want it is to a certain respect i also think it's actually kind of a smart business move in terms of hbo to to use that as a a, a platform on hbo to, to draw subscribers in i don't know if it's actually gonna work but i think it's a yeah. pretty smart strategy in terms of like trying to handle that i mean what are your thoughts on 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 this lauren well, my, like, I guess my question sort of is like, like you said, it was the hashtag was released the Snyder Cut. Clearly, now we know Snyder Cut has never been made. Yeah. They finished the movie without him. So yeah. I don't think it will ever truly be the Snyder Cut because oh, yeah. he didn't finish directing the movie. Yeah, exactly. And well, they, they are going to have to use some of that Whedon footage at some, like right. it's not going to be 100% Zack Snyder's footage. So Here's where right. I think it's just total bullshit aside of from everything I've already fucking said. <laughs> he's seen he's seen the final cut. Yeah. Okay? So he's seen fan reactions to the final cut. Yeah. Okay? He's seen fan reactions to even the stuff that he shot for the yeah. movie. So it's not the Snyder cut now. He gets to go back and it's gonna re- be skewed. He's gonna remake the movie. Yeah, basically, it's yeah. not the Snyder cut. Yeah. They're just spending more money to make another fucking Justice League movie. Yeah. yeah, it's it's like a director's cut or an extended, you know, like alternate. Like it's like a Jackass one point five type thing, you know. But he's shooting more footage for the movie, which yeah. is and having all these reviews and fan opinions of the movie is mm-hmm. going to skew what he's he does with the ending of the footage? movie. 
Oh yeah, together. no, they're gonna. That's have... why they're spending oh, twenty million. Yeah. I didn't know that. They, I, I mean, thought it was just he was just recutting. No, well, it's, yeah, they're definitely gonna do some sort of pickups or reshoots or whatever you want to call that because there are gonna be like moments that you know where they're missing certain pieces or whatever. But I think the idea is 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 that um, you know they're gonna try to salvage what they have, go and shoot and pick up what they need, and then the majority of that money is actually probably gonna go to like completing visual effects and stuff like that because. Even if he did shoot something and it's against a fucking green screen, like you still have to do all that practical effects yeah. work. And yeah. not only that, but it's probably going to be shitty effects work because <laughs> that kind of stuff to make really, really good effects convincing, like it's not cheap. And I can yeah. guarantee you that $20 million will not be what they need to, to do that on that level, especially I'm if they have to go back into production. So I'm demanding right now a new cut of Age of Ultron. <laughs> I, mean, I know the movie was done, but I, mean, I want them to go back and reshoot it. I mean, Start the hashtag. Yeah. Release the new cut of Age of Ultron. That's my. That's my hashtag reshoot Age of Ultron. That's my. Yeah, dude. You know what? That's my hashtag. I want, bro. I'm gonna even take it further than that. Give me the Eric Stoltz cut, dog. And if you know what I'm a talking about, that's a deep cut. Back to the cut. future. Yeah, I want the Eric Stoltz cut, guys. Come on, let's do it. Thirty <laughs> oh years later. God. I just um, this just this just angers me so much. Yeah, it's frustrating, but it's happening. So I feel like it's kind of one of those things where it's like, just let the fans, like the people who wanted the Snyder Cut, like let them enjoy their probably shitty movie. Uh, because the reality of it is that like, there's no guarantee that 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 what Zack Snyder is going to come up with, especially considering the limitations in terms of like the budget he has now and also like he can't like i'm sure ben affleck's like not gonna want to come back and and even if he did he's fucking not in the physical shape anymore and he's freaking five years older and there's just all these limitations you know and i just um it's gonna be very very hard for me to to convince me that um this is going to be a better experience than the theatrical cut of justice league and here's yeah. it's been rumored that to just milk the tit of that <laughs> fandom they're going to be releasing it in parts on HBO Max per month. Oh so, my gosh. Well, they're yeah, still they're so still undecided. Basically what they're saying is like a four a 4 hour that. movie which I don't know if I can even handle a 4 hour fucking <laughs> Justice League Zack Snyder cut or like a 6 part miniseries. Well, and here's the thing, they don't have to necessarily make it a coherent movie if they release it in parts because they can do cliffhangers yeah. and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like, and jump in time. To, yeah, they don't have to make every effect amazing through the entire film because they can just cut it and make them. Yeah, you know which, what I mean? like, which is actually hilarious because I don't know if you guys saw this, but there was a very, very small subset of the the the, the Snyder cut purists. There was even a very small subset of those people who were like, "No, we only want a movie. Like, we don't, we didn't ask for a miniseries. Blah blah blah. This that." And I'm just like. People will never be happy, you know? No. Um, granted, again, that wasn't most of the, the people, but there were those, you know, kind of voices out there. So I can't um, wait for it to be bad. Just to I mean, I don't, I honestly don't, I never want to root for a movie to fail, but I kind of want this movie to like not be good just because. No, well, here's the thing is, it was, it's not moving, rooting for the movie to fail because yeah. the movie already came out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, but and and nobody from that camp is going to admit that it's bad. No, no. It yeah, could literally, it could literally troll the internet and be a video of Zack Snyder pooping on his front lawn, 
and the DC fanboys are going to be like, better than Endgame. Yeah, exactly. You're going to be like, you're an idiot. Like, no, it's not like, <laughs> Better you. than Endgame. Like, there are just people, like, I, I just hate, there's like videos of Zack Snyder, there's like cell phone videos of Zack Snyder saying like, there's a cut. There's a, yeah. like, we have a cut. And I'm like, yeah. You don't. You've net. You're a fuck. Yeah, fucking your liar. cut is an assembly, is what it's called. It's not a yeah, finished yeah. fucking. <laughs> yeah. I just, I'm just yeah. so mad. I know. I, I mean, do you guys have anything else to add to this? I mean, I'm sure we'll circle back once the trailer, or something like further information comes out. Yeah, man. I'm saying yeah. uh, hashtag reshoot Thor: The Dark World. Hashtag reshoot Avengers: Age of Ultron. Hashtag reshoot Spider Man Three. Hashtag reshoot Amazing Spider Man Two. Uh, you know, <laughs> if they get what they want, I want what I want. Yeah. You know? Oh gosh. You hashtag can't. hashtag Spider Man Four Raimi version. Let's go. Come on. <laughs> hashtag John Malkovich as the Vulture. Let's go. Hashtag Bruce Dude. Campbell as Mysterio. Let's go. Come on. Dude. Bruce Campbell as Mysterio would have been so. Good. That was the original yeah. plan for Spider Man Four. So good. And it actually would have made so much sense as to like why well, he's I a different person in uh, in in each of those movies. Um, <laughs> I mean, Sony is more of a pushover than HBO yeah. and WB, so you can probably make that yeah. happen. So let me. Yeah, but let, Sony doesn't really control Spider Man anyway. No, they really don't. Um, <laughs> they kind of just like they're like the babysitter, you know? Yeah, like, exactly. They're like a permanent babysitter. Um, yeah. While the rich white parents are like off on their, you know, uh, <laughs> tropical island that they own, yeah, their Jeff exactly. Bezos island. Um, They're hanging out with their more uh, the their the favorite child. Yeah, and to- Tony Stark's <laughs> out there and shit too. You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The money. Um, what was I going to say here? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, my one question for you guys is 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 what is it going to take for you to watch the Snyder Cut once it comes out? You know my answer. I know your the answer. That's why I'm thing- asking. The only thing that's going to make me watch this movie is our new podcast called Superhero <laughs> Movie Time Machine. And we and I so that means I won't have to watch it probably for 2 years, maybe yeah. 3 years. What uh, if we do a special pop pop episode? No, I won't do it. What would it take, dude? What would it take? It would take I'm not going to do it. <laughs> what if I offered you $100? What if I paid for HBO Go or HBO Max for a year for you if you watch the Snyder cut? No, cuz it's going to cuz like that? The four hours of my time is not worth $100. <laughs> but no, it's not $100. It's a year of HBO Max. You spend four hours of your time to get a year of What am I going to do? Watch Friends again? I don't know. You could watch Watchmen again. You could see Chernobyl. I still haven't seen Chernobyl. I've heard that's mm-hmm. amazing. Um, but what about you, Lauren? What, we, do you think there's any chance you'll watch this movie? Basically, is my question. Um, Probably not before we watch it. <laughs> okay. Honestly. So I it's mean, just going to saw... be me. Well, I saw the original in theaters. I don't need to rewatch it yeah. with like a so, different cut. Uh, my answer is the same with the original cut of Justice I don't know. League. I'm not gonna watch that. I don't know I if to. you guys are gonna hate me for this, but I actually own Justice League on Blu-ray. That's fine. I <laughs> Joel's gonna probably defriend both of us now. I I people that, hate for the people Justice that don't have the video of this, yeah. I got up and I walked away. He <laughs> did a mic drop. No, I mean it was on sale for four dollars on Black Friday, and I was like, four bucks is about right. Like that is fucking you know what I would do? You know what I would do if it was only four dollars is I would buy it and then burn it. And I would and burn it. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dude, you should just go and like take it to the Warner Brothers Tower and climb to the top and just like <laughs> and just shout from off. the mountaintops. Um look guys, I know Joel never worked in the industry again. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I get Zack Snyder watches me do it and he black <laughs> blacklists me. Um, All look, right. I think we've talked I think we've mentioned this podcast a few times in passing on this podcast, but someday. Someday we're going to release this thing called the Superhero Movie Time Machine where mm-hmm. we go through every single superhero movie ever made yep. and talk about it, review it, 
give you some little laughs about oh, it. Oh, yeah. And uh, so someday a... I'm going to have to watch this. <laughs> and I refuse to watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. We'll make we'll make it happen at some point. Uh, we should move on from this, though. We've been, we've been talking about Please. this. Like, it's kind of sad how much we hate this movie and how much time <laughs> it dominates our podcast talk. I'm about to go full 90s, like, punk rock <laughs> and crash this hotel room. Yeah, right. Seriously. <laughs> um <laughs> So I guess we should jump into – I'm just going to rapid fire a few things. I don't know if you guys have anything to say on this, but uh, Comic-Con at home was announced. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the con was canceled, and then in the meantime, they announced uh, Comic-Con at home, which is basically anyone can attend now. It's not going to be the same. It really yeah. won't, no. I don't remember what I said at the last podcast because I don't remember what I had for breakfast yesterday. <laughs> but um, I think I've said that, like, if it's just watching panels, then it's like the same thing as when you're if you don't go to Comic-Con and the trailer gets released the next morning. Like, you're just going right. to be able to see things when we would see them if we weren't there. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. So uh, it's yeah. not going to be as cool. I'm not going to be, you know, falling asleep on Lauren's shoulder because I've had too much <laughs> Carl. Carl well, Rossi. That's just why line. we all need you to know, get it's... together, Joel. We just get together at my place and do Comic Con like we normally would with man beer tubes and uh, you know the whole true. shebang. I do have a giant bottle of Carlo. Exactly, dude. Hey. We can we can uh, we can saving s- it for Comic Con. So. Right. <laughs> oh, so sad. Uh, I got the surround I... sound, man. We can replicate Hall H as best to our abilities. <laughs> we can't. We Taylor, can all bring our. Had... <laughs> We can all bring our different computers. And I was gonna say that. until you had the side screens. screens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, dude, I have two. I have to, I have three TVs in my house. All we have to do is just link them all together yeah, and just like make a huge display. If out you of it. can get, I can bring raffle tickets. If you can get Eddie Ibrahim <laughs> to come to your house, I'll I'll do it. Yeah. Well, you know, I could maybe make a call and maybe I, I know Eddie I'm Ibrahim. <laughs> if you can, can get Eddie. Ibrahim <laughs> to at least like send me a personalized video message like welcome to Hall H San Diego Comic Con 2020. He name checks you, dude. Welcome to Hall H, Joel. Oh god, that I would be amazing. That's funny. Uh, uh, on a related note, um, we just learned this today. Yeah. Actually, Star Wars Celebration yes. was also canceled was for 2020. In the force. Indeed, yeah. there was. I mean, yeah. there's been a disturbance, but yeah. <laughs> Um, but it, it's interesting to note that it's canceled, not just postponed like yeah, most other conventions. Yeah, they basically yeah. canceled it to the next one is going to be 2022. Um, so Do we know so what city 22 next... is in? I mean, I'm, I'm hoping it's still where it was supposed to be. Right? I would imagine it's going to be at Anaheim just because that way Disney can keep it like sort of, I mean, like the Disneyland is right across the street. So yeah. it's like that makes sense. But especially if coronavirus stuff is still happening, then... But um, but yeah, right. I, mean, I didn't know if they like pre-announced right. what the next location was going to be. Or not. I don't think they have yet. I I, I, okay. I imagine that they probably have no reason to do that at this point. Yeah. Um, but in related I, news, I heard Dragon Con is still happening. Really? Yeah. Where's Dragon Con again? Is that Georgia? Georgia. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I was going to say Atlanta, but it's um. Look, if you already weren't getting diseases at those Dragon Con orgies, you are fucked <laughs> now. Get the Dragon Con crud. Look, there's nothing like getting fucking chlamydia and coronavirus at the same time. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh it's like um it's like, you know, in football it's like the penalties offset first down type yeah. thing, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you gave someone coronavirus, but they gave you chlamydia. Yeah. <laughs> 
offset. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so that's you know that's unfortunate. Uh, I, I'm sure we'll probably learn more about that. Actually, in, in terms of the Star Wars celebration, I think that actually like may be good for Star Wars in a certain respect because I literally fan- was just thinking that the fandom has kind of gotten to a little bit of a bubbling point. Like, uh, I mean, I. I'd like to imagine that the rise of Skywalker helped even out people's uh, <laughs> di- divisive opinions of the sequel trilogy, but I, I really don't think it did. You know. Well, I mean, what else would they have because they pushed Obi Wan? They would only have Mandalorian season two, right? They don't. Yeah. They haven't right. shot anything else and, yet. And perhaps like maybe some rebel stuff or some you know some animated yeah. stuff. But other than that, that's like pretty much it. There's not much for the convention to do, even so. Yeah. yeah. I think I think you're right. I think it probably is for the best. Yeah, let people, you know, like I mean, I definitely feel like Star Wars is one of those things where it's like probably in the franchise's favor to take a few years off. That way, people can sort of build up excitement again. I mean, remember how excited we were for The Force Awakens and how long mm-hmm. it had been, and that was only ten years. You know, we have, and a, we have a podcast about that. We it's, do. Uh, I think it's like episode three or something. Yeah, it's it's like <laughs> way back in the archives. But um, <laughs> but I mean, just even giving it you know a couple of years and and building up the anticipation again is probably a good thing. You know what? Hashtag release the JJ cut. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> Just gonna be my answer the, for everything. The sweet now. sound of of lens Perfect. flares. Yeah. Oh, you mean these? Do lens flares make sounds? Beow. They do in J.J. Abrams' Beow. world. Um, for okay. Those yeah. Of you who don't have the video, Joel is making lens flares. Yeah. It actually over looks, a Zoom call from his microphone. It actually looks pretty cool. They look anamorphic. I spent so much money on this professional microphone that all three of us have, and when I travel, <laughs> this is the piece of shit I have to carry with me. No worries. It's all good. These are our con mics, dude. Um, <laughs> Speaking of Warner Brothers, let's talk about some release date uh, delays. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much every Warner Brothers movie got pushed uh, this past week, including one movie that has been a holdout that we've been kind of talking about and keeping a, keeping an eye on this summer, and that is, uh, of course, Tenet, Christopher Nolan's mm-hmm. new movie. Um, so Tenet was pushed to July 31st, I believe, which is two weeks uh, Wonder Woman 84 moved from August to October. And then mm-hmm. Godzilla vs. Kong, which I think was like November-ish something, or December maybe, uh, yeah. got pushed to spring 2021. So they're basically... I am, I am um, unfairly excited for that movie. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> for Godzilla vs. Kong? Yeah, fuck you. Dude, yeah. Adam Wingard, freaking $200 million budget. Oh, hell yeah. So, Let's I'm go, so dude. Let's go. I'm not I'm not the biggest tryhard for like big blockbusters, but oh, fuck, yeah. I'm so fucking excited for that movie. Well, big blocks, blockbusters that aren't Marvel movies. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that Obviously. that caveat Obviously. should be noted. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. yeah, so uh, the, uh, the most interesting thing out of this, though, is apparently uh, the reason why... Uh, Tenet didn't move further down the line is at the behest of uh, Christopher Nolan. Apparently, Warner Brothers wanted to push it a couple months down the line to make sure that they can get maximum profits on their investment, which is totally understandable. Um, And Nolan's basically hell-bent on having uh, the movie be the quote-unquote savior of cinema. What a fucking douchebag. (laughs) It's a... as much as I love Christopher Nolan, it's problematic to say the least. Yeah, I heard, and I didn't hear this. I'm this is a bit I'm doing right now. That the WB uh, medical wing, 
you know, uh, I, I don't know if you knew this, but every film studio has uh, just a, mm-hmm. uh, a troop of doctors. Yeah, mm-hmm. they have um, a fire department, I mean, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, they, they ran... shot ER there in yeah, the actual exactly. hospital. Exactly. So George, so George Clooney, <laughs> George Clooney and his doctors actually ran a bunch of tests, uh, and uh, uh, the two weeks between the original release date and July thirty first is actually when coronavirus is supposed to be cured. So yeah, it's just all yeah. going to disappear at once, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 George Clooney is going to be so handsome yeah. that coronavirus uh, dies. No, no, no. Actually. He's just going to poop out the vaccine. And then, like, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, His but good genes. It's actually, we're not even curing the virus. The virus is going to die uh, at George Clooney's hands. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, but here's the quote from uh, the NYT New York Times. Uh, in recent weeks, Warner, concerned about its tenant investment, was leaning in favor of postponement. Well, Mr. Nolan, a fervent advocate for preserving the movie-going experience, was more eager to press ahead. Uh, the discussions amounted to uh, basically Warner Brothers giving in on uh, on the situation because Nolan is a proven moneymaker for them, and he is one of the, our generation's best filmmakers. And he is. Warner's yeah. is one of those studios that really values those filmmaker relationships. I mean, they had, did the same thing with Kubrick. They, you know, those the yeah. only studio that he worked with for most of his career. So, you know, Warner brothers definitely wants to keep that relationship going, but it's like, becomes a question of like, at what cost? you know? I mean, what are the odds that this movie fucking loses a shit ton of money? Uh, if it comes out in July, I think that the odds are pretty high actually. Yeah. And that's, I mean, I understand Nolan's point of view, but he also has to understand, like if you lose Warner brothers, a lot of money, like, they're they're gonna be mad, and they're not gonna give you this yeah. opportunity again. You know, exactly. I mean, the only reason you got to make a movie like this is because he proved he could do it with movies like Inception, you know, or yeah. Interstellar, for instance. Um, he and, thinks what they're like best friends. It's like they like you because you make them money. The second you stop making the money, they're not gonna like you anymore. Yeah. That's how that's how it works. Yeah, yeah exactly. And you know, um, as much as I'm for uh, Nolan being the quote unquote savior of cinema and like him. I mean, he's always been I, like, obviously, that's hyperbole. But, uh, you know, just for the sake of argument, um, I personally don't believe that, you know, but I, I, I have do a feeling that Brett Ratner also thinks he's the savior of cinema. So. Yeah, well, I mean, he's he got me people too'd, who think so. that <laughs> he got me too pretty hard, bro. <laughs> um, he lost his production company and everything. So um, but point being is that I think, you know, Nolan, there's something to be said for Nolan, like fighting the good fight in terms of the theatrical experience and all that stuff. But, but at a certain point, like you have to understand that like people don't give a fuck about your movie. Like when they're worried about, am I going to die for going to the movie theater? Let alone like, uh, you know, we can talk about this a little bit too, is all the bullshit that you have to deal with going to a movie theater. Like I remember you and I, uh, we we were all texting, but you in particular, Joel, you're like, there's nobody that's going to fucking want to wear a mask for two and a half hours. Like nobody's going to do that. Like they can yeah. say they want to, but like there's, a, it's just, yeah, it's just, um, and who's going to really be tricky. there to fucking enforce this rule. The 16 year old usher that works there. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not like you're seeing a movie at a government facility where they have the power to make you do something. Totally. And Fisher comes up and he's like, put your mask on. And the Karen's going to be like, fuck you. Yeah. I, I can't, I would love to see Christopher Nolan, like just clone himself. And like, he's the patroller <laughs> of the theaters from now on. He's in every movie. Theater like we across have America. Yeah. We have century like <laughs> robots that are, that, that look like Christopher Nolan. Chris Nolan. Yeah. Um, That's hilarious. One better. He clones 
he clones uh, Christian Bale and makes him wear the Batman suit mm. in every theater. Mm. And instead Beautiful. of wears Rachel, he goes, where's your mask? <laughs> <laughs> and no, it could be Bane. He's like, I was a nobody <laughs> until I put on the mask. mask. W-E-A-R-S, where's your mask? <laughs> oh, yeah. man, that's too much. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I you know... I just think Christopher Nolan, like, is maybe underestimating, like, how many people are willing to go to theaters. And especially, like, it's funny because he talks about preserving the theatrical experience. Like, the theatrical experience, like, is – as we knew it, at least for the time being, is is done. I yeah. mean, theaters can only – and even if they do open, let alone the question of whether they will is a whole different discussion. But even if they do open, they're basically having to take out seats – of the seats in the theater and at that point you're not necessarily like near people in the way that you would be in a full like opening night open like Avengers Endgame opening weekend like where the crowd is pumped everybody's fucking there the energy's in the like it's just not gonna be that type of experience Mm -hmm. like no matter how good or bad uh, Tenet may be yeah the the theatrical experience is seeing it with your fellow fans yeah yeah, exactly. Right. It's that camaraderie. It's the community that's created where where a, a series of strangers basically lock themselves in a dark room for two hours and have this shared like communal experience. Um, yeah. And you like you know obviously like the theatrical experience like that's no matter what the circumstances you always have a sense of that. But uh, yeah, I just think that Nolan is is kind of underestimating like um, sort of the nuance and complexity of the situation, which is so freaking hilarious to me because he is one of the most nuanced and complex filmmakers that we know. (laughs) And it's like, you can't just understand the basic like function of what's happening in the world right now. I just don't understand why July, like he's so dead set on it coming out in July. And I get like saving the experience or whatever, Mm -hmm. but (sighs) yeah, like you said, it's just, it's not going to be the same experience anyway yeah so yeah what does it matter pushing it back till end exactly. of august like I, totally and and i agree with that if it was me like yeah i want to preserve the theatrical experience but like i'd also want to people have people to have the best experience watching my movie that they possibly could because if the experience is bad they're not going to give a shit about the movie yeah. um but again you know that's like a, a whole different discussion in itself but but yeah i just um i mean i think part of the reason to answer your question about why july Nolan basically has a history of releasing every single movie that he does in July, with the exception, I believe, Interstellar, which was in November. But basically, Mm -hmm. July is kind of like his magic month, if you will. Um, So I think that's part of it, which, again, is not justified in the slightest, like considering the the summer temple. Push it to next summer, then, if it has to be July. Yeah, I mean. Push it to 21. I mean, that would suck because I really don't want to wait another year to see Tenet. But, you know, if it makes the experience better. Your body is ready. I mean, it's. it's, The Corona antibodies are not ready. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, I I don't know. This is. uh, When do you guys think we're going to podcast in person again? I mean, that's a loaded question. Uh, as soon as the cases start to drop again, <laughs> I mean, we're honestly like, I mean, not to diverge the conversation, but we're headed towards a second wave, like very soon. Dude, we never if, lost the first. We have not got out of the first wave. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, it's 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 there's a good possibility. Let's put it this way: there's a good possibility that uh, the lockdowns and all that shit, like, we're 
basically for nothing, and we might just have to go back to that sort of starting position again, which is stupid and annoying, but we'll see. Not if Christopher Nolan has anything to say about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying, though. Like, that movie comes out in basically a month and a half, and, you know, if people are scared back into their homes again, like, I just don't, I just don't see the timeline for that, like, lining up with what's happening. Well... Another topic that we're going to talk about is three days ago, movie theaters in Los Angeles were allowed to open up. Yes, yes. Um, very, uh, it's a very limited um, sort of soft opening, if you will. But Taylor, what movies are being shown right now? I don't know. It's like second run movies and shit. There's like a bunch of, there's a few indies out there. I'll look it up. There's a few indies. If you look out the box office for the weekend, you'll see the indies. They're like no name movies that nobody's ever heard of. Um, but I will say that, uh, I don't know if you guys heard this, but, um, AMC apparently lost 2 billion, 2 billion, 2 B's, um, over the coronavirus closures. Yeah. So far. Are they, what's the, what's the end of the saga we've been talking about? Are they, are they getting bought up? Are they going out of business? What's the deal? With that? We'll see what happens. Uh, I mean, th- there's, I don't a, think we know yet. Yeah. There's a good possibility that if uh, the theaters can't stay open, then that, you know, uh, that might be the final nail or at least close to it. Um, ironically enough, there's uh, I'll go please. Three movies. Yeah. Domestic box office for June 13th. Hell yeah. Becky, the wretched, and the trip to Greece. Wow, have not heard of any of the those. wretched. That sounds the wretched is the fun. only one I've heard of, and oh. that's because we were looking up drive-in mm. showings, and yeah. it was at one of the drive-ins. Yeah, is nice. the Becky one the Kevin James horror movie? Uh, yes. Yeah, I've heard about that. That's I didn't realize that was happening right now interesting oh that sounds exactly what we need is a kevin james horror movie at this current moment (laughs) life is already a horror movie as it is okay what's next Taylor? um we actually don't have too much uh just a few sort of uh i guess housekeeping items um one of them is that uh it was actually announced today ironically enough, and hinted at yesterday by The Hollywood Reporter that the Academy Awards have been actually postponed by several months. Mm -hmm. Um, And if this isn't a sign of, like, you know, the theatrical experience in the next few months, at least to say, uh, you know, and I don't know what is, but um, basically Hollywood is bracing for, you know... um, it's going to it's going to be a while before we see actually see movies in theaters. And last time we talked about this, uh, we basically... Um, they had basically announced that, uh, that streaming films were eligible, um, Mm -hmm. but the deadline was still the same. So you could actually get a streaming release a la Charles World Tour or whatever and still be eligible for the Oscars. But now they're completely delaying the whole ceremony by, I think, two months. Um, they're also extending the eligibility into next year which is kind of unheard of for the oscars usually the eligibility is you know pretty rigid from january 1st to december 31st and if you're not in that thing then you just have to wait till next year but now that's uh that's changing a little bit so i don't know if there's like too much to to say about this topic but i mean what are your guys' thoughts on that sonic the hedgehog for best picture let's go (laughs) dude i'm down sonic and mank bro who's gonna come out victorious (laughs) I yeah, mean, I think I, it's smart. Sorry, Lauren. Go no, ahead. No, that's okay. I just, um, 
I, I mean, I think it's smart, but I also don't know that extending the release date deadline will do that much um, because most of the movies have already been pushed past to that. Yeah. Um, Because I think I think it's February of next year is the cutoff. And most of what we've seen uh, get pushed is is spring, summer, fall of next year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know that it's going to make a huge difference unless studios change their mind and release things VOD instead or whatever. Well, basically what what this is for is like all the awards movies that were going to come out this year that, you know, were in post or whatever that couldn't get finished in time or don't even have a theatrical release, you know. So I think the biggest casualty out of this change is um, the fact that, like, you know, with without a bunch of big movies coming out that are all Oscar Beatty, Oscar contendery movies, we might have actually seen a little bit of a different lineup this year had that change not been made. You know, smaller movies that maybe nobody's heard of or movies that normally wouldn't have a chance. Like, uh, we're joking about it, but Sonic, you know, like... Not to say that's ever going to get an Academy Award nomination, but, you know, if the pickings are slim, then then it changes the game a little bit. And so I think that's a little bit sad because we're basically just going to get like kind of the same shit that we get every year with the nominations. But, you know, that's also to be um, to be seen. So I'm actually more surprised that they didn't just cancel next year. Right. And lump the two years together. I mean, the following that would be tricky but it kind of seems like a more like um sort of economical solution than trying to yeah i mean i don't know that it would be tricky if nothing's coming out this year well no it's what i'm talking about though is in terms of like once you make that change like you're sort of shifting the oscar schedule like for instance if they have it in april of next year what's going to happen in 2022 are they going to jump back to february and it's only an eight or nine month period or are they going to continue like it's just logistical saying, yeah like, it would have made more sense to cancel yeah. next year and lump exactly. the two years together when we yeah. don't have many releases this year anyway if we don't get comic-con they don't get the academy awards yeah hands down end yep. of story no ifs ands or buts yeah and then i guess uh the final sort of uh piece that we have is that uh is that productions can actually uh, got the green light to to start resuming this week um there's a lot of new protocols yeah. and a lot of new things. I'm sure we don't want to get into the nitty-gritty of that. Um, but uh, I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on this. And, I mean, especially you, Joel, having to you know work in the industry under those conditions. I They say, quote, unquote, productions can start. And when you look at the rules, you have to hire a fucking COVID doctor you have to test everybody before they can come to set. Uh, different departments can't share the set at the same time. So art goes in, grip goes in, you know, production goes in, everybody goes in. So that makes days longer or shorter, depending on, you know, how much money you have. So mm-hmm. that's going to make uh, shoots run longer. Mm-hmm. So unless you have the money to turn that one day commercial into a three day commercial, it's not going to happen. So things like, you know, a uh, $200 million Warner Brothers movie, they're going to be able to afford to do all these things. But, you know, like a uh, fucking one day commercial isn't, you know, they're not going to want to spend the money to make that into a three day thing. Like my rate's $550 yeah. a day. They're not going to, you know, a commercial that could be cheap or they're now they have to pay me three times as much. They got to pay everybody three times as much. And I, they're not going to, you know, 
it's not going to work on the small scale level. If it's not a blockbuster film, I don't think it's happening for a while now. Yeah, I mean, it's really going to be problematic for, for indies, like you're saying in particular, too. I mean, even those one to two million dollar range or even one to five million really is is kind of like that sort of window where it's like going to be really hard for those productions to to mount an effort to combat COVID on set just because those protocols and, and those things are just going to be simply too costly for yeah. for those sort of like shoestring, you know, uh, productions and stuff like that. Yeah, but like not even just indies, like, you know, like well, in Adidas commercial, they put a lot of money into a one day yeah, commercial, but, absolutely. but they don't want to spend three times as much to do that yeah. in three days when they can knock it out in a day. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's ridiculous to have to have every department on set at different times. Like, that's just not how it works. And like, so someone was saying that they're considering like sending departments home when they're not on set. And it's like, you can't do that because like if something happens with the set the decorating or the lights like yeah like, who, like a lamp a lamp decide... a lamp catches fire and you yeah know, you can't freaking... decide who needs to go home because you can't do what everyone else does on set so it's like when they say productions can restart i don't see anything restarting if the budget's not into the six figs yeah, no, absolutely, and um, and that's actually why I wanted to to bring up this. Uh, so apparently, um, I'm trying to find it right. Yeah, here we go. Uh, Jurassic World is actually going. Uh, Jurassic World Dominion. I don't know if we talked about that title on the uh, on the cast yet, but that's the title of Jurassic World Three. And uh, they were basically four weeks into filming when COVID hit, and they they put a pause on it. And they're actually going to be one of the um, first productions that will actually be major productions that will be back on. And I just wanted to. Uh, to read some of the stuff that they're actually having to doing it to do. And I think it actually further reinforces your, um, further reinforces your point. Um, Joel, I'm trying to find it here. Just give me one moment. Um, okay. Let's see here. Yeah, so they say, we want to make sure that we're going above and beyond the, the national protocols to create a safe environment. Cost isn't our main concern now. It's safety. We will take direction from medical team, blah, blah, blah. So they're doing all this extra shit. Basically, in the article, it says they're spending an additional $5 million on protective uh, measures and protective protocols to be able to just shoot in the first place. They're talking like 150 different sanitations on stations on set. Uh, actors being tested daily. And if you're not, uh, you know, if you're a crew member, you're going to be tested like two to three times a week. Anybody who walks on set has to be tested. They're going to do fogs, uh, disinfecting fogs overnight so that there's no germs or anything that can, I mean, That's the, so it's, much money. it's insane. And, and, um, and again, you know, it just further proves your point that like that these big productions, w when you have a ton of money behind you, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Um, but these smaller, you know, uh, smaller scale productions are really going to have a tough time getting off the ground, which is unfortunate. Um, so let's see here. Yeah. Uh, so you can't uh, crew, all crew temperature will be tested every day and not allowed on site uh, to walk through temperature testing stations. Um Let's see. Uh, well, I mean, how are they? How are they gonna do lunch? Well, that's that's what I'm you're saying. You're gonna walk. Like, you're gonna walk 200, 300, 400 people through a buffet line. Like, yeah. Here's exactly. the thing, though. If they're doing like actual COVID testing every day, I guess so. But temperature is not truly an indicator of if you no. have it or not. Yeah, exactly. which people do not understand. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, 150 hand sanitizer stations, an additional 60 sinks, uh, double cleaning recommendations, and employ a large cleaning team who will continually clean all the touch points on the set and in the site. An additional 60 sinks? I see, if you're on location, I see like one sink. Yeah. Yeah. Where are these fucking 60 sinks? Well, they're probably trailers, you know, like that type of thing. They're just bringing in extra. Do we know where they're shooting? Honey wagons. Uh, in the UK, which is part of the thing, oh. that they're having to go above and beyond to please the UK film board so that they can improve uh, filming to commence. Um, right. Well, they already they started uh, approving filming before we did. Yeah. Yeah. In the UK, like this one's this one's interesting, Joel, because this uh, would actually be the type of thing that affects like like uh, G and E people yeah. and and other yeah. people. The su- uh, the studio is uh, setting up a quote unquote green zone. For the shooting cast and crew, which will have an enhanced testing environment because they're the ones who can't actually wear masks on camera. So they're kind of saying they're like the sort yeah, of like yeah. prime thing. Uh, it, the uh, the green zone will also be policed to stop any untested crew from coming in as a further mention to prevent COVID. Like just oh, it's dude, it's uh, all the stuff they're having to do is insane. And this is, you know, of course, a huge production just trying to figure out. How these smaller production would, productions would wrangle all this stuff? It's just, it's just not going to work, you know. There's going to be two. There's going to be two sides to this. Yeah. There's going to be the multi-million-dollar franchises that can afford to shoot. Mm-hmm. Then there's going to be the Wild West, uh, like lifetime films that already are following rules. Uh, <laughs> to begin with and they're just going to start shooting and people are going to get sick maybe you know what i mean like the middle grounds are just gonna like the kind of like middle class of the film industry is not going to shoot for a while i think and there's going to be uh the good and the bad and the ugly Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) i mean like for instance uh there's a slash film article that's talking about the new standards and at least in california i mean they're they're talking about a quote-unquote zone system uh, cast and those whom they come into freaking contact will be grouped in zone A and everybody else will be grouped into zone B. Um, they're talking about like, they, they say in two new positions slash departments will be established on every set and they'll have the authority to pause the production in the in the event of any health breach. Um, you know, I mean, it's the, the times are changing, man, especially in the film world. It's, uh, it's kind of crazy. So, I mean, you, obviously, if you guys want to learn more about all this, if you have any interest in that, um, you can go ahead and, you know, there's the guidelines were released. It's called the white paper, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it just, it's just, uh, an, another kink in the rope of like trying to get back to, to, to theaters to open, but also to get productions going again. And it's just, I don't know. It's like, we wear, we wear gloves, like work, like work gloves, not like, yeah. you know, like, like, like the like the latex ones. yeah not ppe when but, we handle yeah. equipment right so it's like mm-hmm. if i touch a c-stand and then someone else touches a c-stand yeah you're not spreading germs that way well yeah or i'm saying like are they expecting us to like because i know they say like you're supposed to like change your gloves when you move yeah. locations like like i'm not I'm not buying like 200 pairs of these fucking expensive work. No, no. And like, I think it would honestly be on, on production to, to, to provide those things. Yeah. Um, but you know, whether they'll actually do that is a different story entirely, but yeah, I mean, it's problematic, especially in the genie world where you have a bunch of dirty dudes who are sweating and like, and ladies, we, we are, oh, yes, we are. but it's, it's mostly dudes. Let's be honest. 
Um, although I have worked with a couple of excellent female grips that, that yeah, I have awesome. a couple of friends who are yeah. in grips and, but, but nevertheless, people are touching a lot of the same equipment. They're in very yeah. cramped spaces. And Lauren, he didn't the say truck, men, like, he said dudes. Yeah. And if yes, we have but, learned anything, he's a dude, she's, she's a, a dude. dude, I'm a dude. We're all dudes. Hey, mm-hmm. I Absolutely. agree with that philosophy. Not everyone does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, there, there's particular departmental even things even there that that are um, that are challenging to overcome. So we'll see. Look, when if art department and Gribbon Electric aren't allowed on set at the same time, right? Yeah, they go in first, maybe. Yeah, they set everything. Mm-hmm. We start lighting. We realize, oh, this tree that they put in mm-hmm. is in the wrong spot, or like this table or this dresser needs to be moved. Mm-hmm. Then what? We have to leave the set. Mm-hmm. They have to come back, or or. We leave the set has to be sanitized. Yep. Then they come in. Yep. They fix it without us being there to see if it's in the right spot. Mm-hmm. Then they leave the set. Then they sanitize it. Yep. And we come back on, and maybe it's still not yeah. in the right spot. Yeah. It's go- it's going to be, it's going to be either twenty hour days every day. Yeah. Which is worse than just spreading the shootout mm-hmm. over a few days. But it's gonna cost. Yeah, I mean. It definitely will affect your department more than my department. Yeah. But like you're saying, it's going to make days longer. And, you know, there's just. It just makes the process even slower than it already yeah. is. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's like you were saying with the like dividing of the groups or whatever they're doing, the green mm-hmm. zone or whatever. Yeah. Like it does put, it puts everybody in danger for sure. But yeah. also, yeah, actors being the same together, yeah. seen together, unless you're not doing wides and you're only doing coverage without anyone else there which sucks (laughs) yeah exactly because you always want your scene partner there for that kind of stuff um kissing scenes oh no kissing scenes are gone i mean i actually funny you mentioned that i actually read an article where they're they're actually adapting they're basically the tv writers it was all about tv and how they're uh, sort of like scripting shows around all the stuff that's going on and they're basically like in terms of TV, if if we can't shoot it, considering all the COVID stuff, we're not writing it. So, like, they're writing scenes where people don't make physical contact. There's no kissing, you know, that kind of stuff. So it's really interesting to see how that's transforming. And, um, I mean, even going back to the to – the, again, this is why Stagecraft is so fascinating because we're going to get to a point where it's, like, it's going to be easier – instead of going to a location just to reproduce that thing using some sort of new technology like stagecraft or whatever it may be at the time. So mm-hmm. it just almost seems like the, the COVID has like accelerated um, that sort of uh, transition, I guess, if you will. Yeah. I just, you can't, you can't shoot fight sequences. No, no I mean, so you can, I... but it's going to be hard, you know? I've always wanted to write FaceTime sex scenes. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, for instance, like like uh, thinking about fight scenes, like the Matrix Four is shooting right now. Like, how are they? That's like a intense fight heavy movie, you know? Like, how are you? Yeah. Well, Taylor, it's in that? it's in the Matrix, so it's it's all it's wire. Fun. It's all wire foo. So they yeah. just like fight with their minds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not I real. just, I mean, it's of like course, telepathic. you can shoot like you know any fight sequences using guns or. Mm potentially even swords because technically you have six feet distance most of the time with that yeah. but any hand-to-hand combat that's not gonna happen yeah like, well and i mean even yeah, the mma the mma is still happening so fight scenes might not be as heavily affected 
Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little different on set, though, too, because, you know, it's, at least with the MMA, like, they, they're in the octagon. Like, it, it's just those two guys. But, like, on a set, you know, it's like you have all the different departments. You have all the equipment. Like, it's it's, it's a, I think it's a little bit more nuanced than that. Yeah. But, yeah. but um, you know, one of the interesting things, too, that I uh, that I read about this was, like, how um, – gosh, I totally lost my train of thought now. There's just so much going on here. It's hard to keep track of it all. Good job. I know. I fucked that one up. But uh, it'll come back to me in a second. <laughs> but uh, do you guys have any like sort of uh, any sort of closing thoughts on this? Any any predictions? Any um, suggestions? I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, man. I don't know when I'm going back to work. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, the industry as a whole, the fact that, you know, Disney has proposed plans to open mid-July. Yes, yeah. That's something we, crazy. Yeah. There's already a petition going around to not reopen Universal good. Um, for the sake of the employees. Yeah, that's um, good. Which I think, I think I talked about this before uh, so, yeah. on the podcast, if not maybe just amongst us. But, you know, my immediate thought, having worked both in front of and behind house there, it's like, costumes performers have to share costumes and you know we do sanitize between but i this seems like a conspiracy theory (laughs) this seems like a conspiracy theory to stop me from seeing mike kalinowski and i don't like it (laughs) how why would that stop you from seeing him if i can't go to universal there are other ways you can see him joel (laughs) in person though in person I love that. It would crack me up if one day Mike listens to this episode and he's like, oh, yeah, cool. Someday. <laughs> it worked, Joel. It worked. <laughs> um, oh, no, I remember what I was going to say now earlier is uh, another interesting thing I read in that article just to close this conversation out is they were talking about how not only environments, but like, for instance, there's scenes where you're not going to have to be able to do you're not going to be able to do crowd scenes for a long time now, you know, like yeah. you know, no right. extras, no featured extras. So what they were talking about is how actually like whereas visual effects used to be used for like the extravagant stuff that we couldn't accomplish. Now VX is going to be used for like, you know, again, creating sets and creating background extras that are 100 percent CG and like stuff like that. And it's it's honestly a, a, that's kind of refreshing um, because you're actually using the um, the the tool to tell a better story as opposed to like just put some flashy shit up on the screen so yeah or we're only making sequels to room and uh that <laughs> movie where ryan reynolds was trapped in a coffin for the next oh buried years. yeah dude i saw that movie. we're theaters, only making man. room and buried sequels for a long time <laughs> that was a that was a hell of a theatrical experience that movie i'll tell you what didn't see it yeah i saw it uh i saw it by myself in a theater it was oh, uh no. it was interesting Damn. um but yeah, I think that'll close us out. I don't know if you guys have anything else to add to the plethora of topics. No, not particularly. I've got, uh, speaking of Mike Kalinowski, our good friend Greg Alba mm. uh, won his play. And, nice. Uh, his first round match is against Mike Kalinowski, the two-time champion of the Intergeekdom League. So, Who about Mikey? Uh, <laughs> I love you, Greg Alba, <laughs> but uh, I think you're fucked. Yeah, uh, when's that match supposed to happen? Uh, it has not been announced yet. Oh. There's a whole, it's like a 16 bracket league right now. So, yeah. oh wow, uh, we'll know when it's we'll, we'll know first when it's happening. But uh, yeah. I'm still gonna I'm still gonna root for Greg. 
That's it's not, not looking good. Greg. Well, I mean, Greg KO'd <laughs> his play-in opponent, so yeah. he has the knowledge. Nice. He's, oh, yeah. yeah, he's he's a nerd. He's a he's a big oh yeah. Nerd, no, but, no, totally. uh, but Mike Kalinowski is a, a champion, so <laughs> yep. it's tough. It's tough to who it's. I'm torn on who to root for. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, I guess that'll close us out then, huh? It's been uh, it's been a good two hours, so that's a solid. Oh, it's been two hours. Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yep. This is a pretty good time to sign off then. I mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> thank you all for listening to Pop Pop, the Pop Culture Podcast. You can find me everywhere on the internet at I'm the LA Nerd. Um, I'm not doing YouTube videos at the moment because there's not a whole lot of stuff to review in the time of no releases, but I will be on a show called we watch weed and firefly starting Mm. either next month or August on fan theory TV, YouTube. You can check that out, but otherwise I'm, uh, just kind of talking a lot about politics on my Instagram. So it's, uh, it's, it's understandable. It's understandable. What about you, Taylor? Where can people find you? Uh, on the same old places to at Taylor Salen. You can find me tweeting about stuff and uh, and uh, yeah, just watching the social upheaval of uh, of America on Twitter. Um, oh yeah, you can. Uh, I guess that's probably the only place you can find me. There's, I mean, I've been doing other stuff, but not anything you can check out. So, <laughs> leave it at that. <laughs> Lauren, where can everybody find you on the internet? Um, I am at underscore Miss Pixie underscore on the Instagrams and I've got a couple things coming down the pipeline, but nothing quite ready to release yet, but it'll be updated there when, when things come out in the next month or so, hopefully. Hell yeah. I am also on Twitter if you guys want to check that out, but it's really just me. Every time a new police officer in a new city does something wrong, it's just me saying, Oh, looks like blank city wants to get burned down too. Um, So yeah, no reason to follow that if you don't like uh, violence against corrupt police officers. It's true. And on true. that note, yep. catch you later, nerds. Peace. <laughs> Bye. Stay safe out there, people. We love you. Wear your masks. Yes, wear a fucking mask. Fuck Trump.